Let it be known right here, right now, that as it stands, there is no better general manager in the entire National Hockey League than David Poyle. Yeah. He is the best GM right now. He's the best coupless GM. He is the best coupless. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, fire, fire starter right here, no, man. That's, that's mean. I'm a Leach Come fan. on, that Ryan Ellis contract you is You know how sweet. many Predators fans are just, the Leach fan? <laughs> Piece of crap. See, it's August. Don't think I won't yell at you. Is it David Poyle or is it Mark Bergevin for helping build that team? Oh, good point. Good point. Should we not be giving, fans are mad. <laughs> should we not be giving Bergevin yeah. all the credit? Should we be keeping track of all the cities we're pissing off as we go? Yeah. You so know this what? is why I like Jesse. That's what someone said. You know what? What? Arizona sucks too. <laughs> Every episode. You mean the Every state or the team? Episode. Oh, no, no, no. States, sure the, the state's, state's great. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, the state. The Coyotes. Yeah, guys, like we just we go through phases, okay? And for a while, all the Canucks fans were like, "Man, can you give it a rest?" Oilers fans. Oh, don't worry, Canucks like fans. Four-year face. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah. No, it wasn't. We took a break when they were good, and we're like, "Hey, this is great," and they were like, "Hey, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> hey, wow, you guys are doing great. We know. <laughs> Piece of crap. We don't need an Eastern Toronto asshole telling us we're good. We're good. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> good. We're great and good. Good. How does this affect the Leafs? How does it? Well, here's the thing. It now affects the Leafs because trade for Ryan yeah, Ellis. now we can't we can't sign him. We next can't, we can't say Ryan Ellis's yeah, beard yeah. will come to Toronto. Now, from what I've heard about Ryan Ellis, he's a really quiet guy and has zero interest in being around the media. So, kind of makes sense that a guy like that maybe wouldn't want to be here. Also, so he plays in like the league's loudest arena. <laughs> yeah, but it also makes sense that he would want to stay in Nashville because look at how great they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that course. is, I mean, he. An eight-year, $50 million contract means that his average cap hit is going to be $6.25 million for a right-handed shot defenseman. Starting next year. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Sorry. Like, he's making $2.5 million this coming season. Yeah, I didn't realize that until... Was that a Tim and Sid graphic? It was. Did you make that graphic? Under 20... No, that's our font board. He makes... He just... Is that his name? Font board? Font board guy. Yeah, Neil. Fontal board. Neil is his name. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so... But uh, under $20 million, the, the Preds will be spending on Ellis, Elkholm, uh Yossi. Yossi, and Subban this season. Wow. And 23 and next million. Nine. $23 million next year. Yeah, actually, I have the graphic right Which here. is still great. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's 19.25 this year. Yossi, 4. Subban, 9. Ellis, 2.5. Ekholm, 3.75. And next you? season, it'll be the same, except Ellis will increase to 6.25. And uh, that'll be a $23 million cap hit on those four stud defensemen. So he's going to get close to a $4 million raise. They're still going to be at just 23 for those four really good defensemen. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's bad. a little, uh, I mean, I, listen, I, I don't know if David, I mean, David Poyle obviously has some responsibility in terms of them winning a cup or not winning a cup, but show me a GM that's made better solid moves in the last five years. Like honestly, he's consistently making the Preds better, and there was or a, keeping keeping the band together. When I they guess. when they got to the finals, the big knock against them was they didn't have any centers because well they got hurt. Yeah, exactly. But you go into it now. You've got Ryan Johansson locked up to a good deal. Mm-hmm. You've got Kyle Torres, who you just randomly stole. Like it was it was a little uh, like randomly 
Philly stole. Like the yeah. second that he he NASCAR. left Ottawa, they tanked. They were yep. somewhat in it. They were in it enough to go after Matt Duchesne. Well, I also didn't realize how good of a season Matt Duchesne had because of the terrible start he had in yeah, Ottawa. He and then all the games he did well in like were useless. Mm-hmm. But he had a, he had a twenty seven goal season. Oh yeah, I did not realize. Well, that. Matt Duchesne's a good hockey player. He certainly is. So imagine how bad the rest of the Sens are. <laughs> so <laughs> I we're I, on the Sens. No, let's let's stay on the on the Preds for a minute. Like, I just I don't know. If you're in the West, are you just a little like if your team's in the West and you're not a Preds fan, you a little frustrated right now? Like, come on, who's not? Somebody's this has got to, Somebody's got to leave, right? Well, who's not looking forward to Preds Jets again in the second round next year? That's what it's going to be. Come on, it's going to be amazing. It was. It was. What was a better series, these playoffs, than that? And it went the full seven, didn't it? That was a great series. The Golden Knights Cap series, was, or not Golden Knights Caps? Uh, pff, what was, what well, Golden Knights Caps Colum- was good for a five game. I meant Columbus, uh, Columbus, Columbus Caps. Caps. I don't know why I said Golden Knights that Caps. It was good, but like it's so hard to pay attention to every series in the first round. Yes, but I think it was a great series, yeah. and especially because the turning point came in like was it double or triple overtime in Game Three? I want to say double. Like yeah. that was the. You know, that's cool. That's unbelievable. They almost went down three games to nothing. We've already talked about that, but. Um, do you want me to ask Steve on the show what I was asking before in the group yeah, chat? Please yeah, do. You're weird. Like, where does this come from? I don't know. I just thought of it. Okay. Just, is there four guys on a different team that you would take over these four on Nashville? That's and a good you question. Said you would rather have Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares than Yossi, Ekholm, Subban, and uh, who am I going to say? Who did I just not say? Alice? Alice. There you go. Yeah, I would. I. You're probably wrong. I no, I think they're better <laughs> players. Like in terms of like value, like at cap hit, like okay. No, you're taking everything into consideration. You're just who's better? Nineteen point two five million, and the Leafs, whatever they signed Nylander at, with those other three guys. Right. Yeah. So if you're taking the cap hit into account, yeah. It's, Still the Leafs though. Right now. Oh, uh, it's a little bit hard to argue. Well, because it's gonna. Oh yeah. Before they it'll get still be raises? less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marner and, and Matthews mm-hmm. make nine hundred twenty-five grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. it's still less. But going forward, would you now would you not rather have this team if you're trying to win a Stanley Cup this at, season at that price? And then you build around those four instead of. Well, it's built around those four. I yeah, I, yeah. I I take those guys. I take the Leafs guys because they're our guys. They're our guys. <laughs> they're my guys. <laughs> those are my guys. <laughs> how many superstars are in that group of four, though, out of Yossi, Subban, Ellis, and Akon? One. How many superstars? One. Yeah, there's one. Uh, Yossi. Oh, Yossi is a very good player. He's not a superstar. I don't think he's a superstar. I wouldn't put him there yet. Not Ellis, especially after last season. They're all, all of those are players you need. You're saying Subban is a superstar. Yeah, he is. He's, the second, he's on the second line. Second pairing. Doesn't really matter. How, how much... Like, Okay, second pair, but like, where is he in terms of ice time? That I'd like to know. Fourth. Is he actually? I have no you idea. You're full of crap. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the second pairing. I'm just assuming he's third or fourth. I'd still call him a superstar. Like, and Tavares I would, is sure. going to be, what are we uh, just going to start calling Malkin and Tavares second liners now? Strategically. Malkin is a second liner. Yeah. Malkin, is, <laughs> Malkin is legit his entire career a second liner. He's a second line <laughs> Except center. Except for when Crosby's Could, hurt. Is, is Evgeny Malkin the best second line center ever? Yes. Mark Messier. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a good Mark point. Mark Messier, yeah. yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. like who would you rate that's as the best second-line centers ever? One of those two. It's got to be. Who else, who else would be on that list? Yeah. Juan Francis. 
Ron Francis for sure. Maybe Yarmir Yager when Lemieux was, was never, alive. Uh, was he ever a center? Wasn't he? I think he was always wing. Always always wing. Okay. Huh. Um, it's an interesting slash stupid debate. Completely. It's perfect that'd be a for great article. Perfect for yeah. <laughs> second line center ever. Yeah. No, that'd be a great Just article. Look at every team that has had two first line centers. Well, and was, there you go. Was Henri Richard a, uh, a centerman? Oh boy. Now you're going. Because I think now you're going. If he was, then he was the second guy. But that guy won eleven cups. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Like, think about that. He played 20 years, 11 of those, he wins the cup. That's not bad. That's a good, how, that's a good career. How mad was he when he didn't win? Like, the years he didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> the other half yeah, of the, the time. Other, less than half. He's like, <laughs> the other less than half. He's like Thanos times two with the rings, yeah, man. Like, it's unbelievable. Just, yeah. I wonder uh, what he thinks of Jerome Ginla. Wow. <laughs> I wow. Just, I just think Did he like, retire or did he have it handed to him? <laughs> By the way, thank you for all the messages the people that loved that we were just <laughs> screwing with Steve for tw- so people, know, I think a lot of people agreed with us. People, we were right. Somebody messaged me and asked if I had conspired ahead, with you beforehand. Go ahead. Sorry. I and I all I said to Jesse before we did that was was, hey, I got something for Steve, go with me. I didn't tell him what it was. I didn't tell him when when it was coming up. It was just go with me. And he did. Yeah, but I didn't have to go with something when you're like, hey, here's this right thing. Agree with me. Yeah, still, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, I'm going to yeah, agree yeah, with funny, it. Jesse. Still going yeah, with me. Oh, still yeah, doing yeah. it. Are we still going with it? <laughs> still real I'm just like, okay. What are we talking about? I think I think you've got guys like people are going to say, well, Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas has been a general manager for about two minutes, and he's done a pretty good job. Um, getting John Tavares, eh, it's a pretty solid move. <laughs> but David Poyle's been doing this forever. He's been doing this a long, long time. And if you look at this version of the Nashville Predators, they've been a solid team for a long time, but the this version of this team started to come together about five years ago. Well, and they've always sort of been an underachieving team. Like, remember when they had... Like, Suter Weber. Suter Weber, when they had Peter Forsberg. Yeah. <laughs> Young Radulov. Like, they've been... David Legwand. Oh, my God. But they've had so many goes at it where you're like, here it comes. And it... Never really came, and mm-hmm. then they finally went to the Stanley Cup final. Let me let me see here. Here's Nashville, and they could have just as easily gone last year. Predators, like they, imagine the Columbus Blue Jackets, your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. So I'm pulling up their hockey DB roster from 2012-2013. Uh, Here's okay. what the team looked like five a years ago. Lockout shortened year. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I believe this was a playoff team as well. They're usually in the playoffs. Shea Weber, David Legwan, Mike Fisher, Martin Erat, Colin Wilson. Martin Erat. Roman Yossi, who I believe that might have been his first year. Uh, Gabriel Bork, Sergei Kostitsin, Patrick Hornquist, Kevin Klein, Nick Spalling, former Leaf great Nick Spalling, Craig Smith, uh, Rich Clune, uh, Brandon Yip, uh, Taylor Beck, Jonathan Blum, Ryan Ellis, Chris Mueller. Like this, parts of this team, major parts of the team, Austin Watson, Philip Forsberg, uh, Pecorine, Scott Hannon, Matthias Ekholm, like three of the four defensemen that we mentioned mm-hmm. are still on the team. Like three of the four of those top four. Well, like, this was, is what I was keeping count for was you named like one or two players who I recognized. You had to go further down the, right. the list. And um, I guess that was the year they traded Erad for Forsberg then. I think so. They both played on the same I think so. that, must yeah. that was the year, and that was a hell of a trade. Yeah, it was pretty good. But this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, where are where are the Predators without one of those moves? Where are they without Subban? I mean, they still have Weber, but Weber's out till December, so that's a big hit. Even uh, like drafting the goalie of the future and UC Soros and Ekholm, I don't even know how they got. 
I think he was a drafted player too. Mm-hmm. They just their losses are few, except in the playoffs. Yeah, which sounds dry, but I mean it's true. I mean, and they're also directly responsible for the Blackhawks making the biggest blunder I think in the last twenty four months in the oh. NHL, which is the trading of Artemi Panarin. Yep, that was the that is unquestionably the worst trade since Subban uh, for Weber. Uh, it's it worked out poorly. It's you the know, worst. It's the it's, worst trade since that. You know, imagine getting Brandon Sod and somehow screwing up a trade. Right, like and Brandon Sod's great. That's a decent player, man. But come on. Um, and and that little shot I took at Poyle earlier is obviously in jest. All a general manager can do is put you in arm's reach of the thing. Mm-hmm. And does he not do that? And there's just there's too many factors that a GM has no control, well, very little control of. Yep. Puck bounces, ref decisions, uh, injuries. Like, injuries, you can only prepare so much. Like, we all agree that Tampa's, like, one of the deepest teams out there, if not the deepest. And a couple years ago, they sustained so many injuries that they missed the playoffs. Yeah. By one stinking point. But they did. They missed the playoffs, and now they're so stacked. Yeah, it's not even fair that they're they so got to draft stuff. that high and... And do all that. It's amazing. It's so, amazing. Did you? Uh, I should have sent this uh, before the show. But speaking of like ref decisions and all that, did you see the Gretzky Holinka? Oh, sorry. In this, in the shortened the year, somehow they missed the oh. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Shortened year, they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I'm talking and listening here. All right. Sorry, What's my bad. Going on? I just wanted to say I wanted to correct my mistake. Gretzky Holinka, what? Uh, the the tournament. The, did I see any of it? International? No. Did, <laughs> no, did you see what happened though? It's not a, <laughs> usually a tournament that I would watch. It's like a, I think it's an under. It's either under eighteen or under seventeen. Uh, Canada's won like nineteen. <laughs> Specifically, last very niche tournament. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so niche that they put Gretzky's name on there because what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, it used to just be the Ivan Holinka, I think. I don't know yeah. where Gretzky got involved, but anyway, it's the Gretzky Holinka, and Canada's playing the States. It's a crazy back and forth game. Uh, every puck is going in. Some of the goals are nuts. Someone scored the Michigan goal where they scoop up the puck, and there are all these other crazy dangling goals. The states are up on Canada. Five, four, three, two, one. Canada takes a shot. It goes in. You can see 0.3 seconds left, 0.2 seconds left, 0.1 seconds left, 0.0. Zero. Time's up. Puck's not in yet. Then the puck goes in. There was some sort of shenaniganery where the tournament was held in two different places. It was held in Red Deer and in Edmonton. And be- and Edmonton had video replay capabilities. That's why Red Gretzky's name not. was added to it. Oh, maybe. That makes sense. Edmonton had video replay capability. Red Deer did not. <clears throat> so to make it even, they made it so that they couldn't use video replay. For this call. So they call it as a goal. They call it a goal. <gasps> oh. Canada wins in overtime. Oh. And goes on to win the gold medal. That's against bullshit. So wow. America got screwed? Oh, they got jobbed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they got totally that, jobbed. That countdown was the end of the game. The game was over. Oh, that's. The puck wasn't in the net. <laughs> <laughs> Game's over, man. Oh, wow. I had no idea any of this happened. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> It was like in the I'm middle shocked, of my Jesse. Twitter boycott, and like I was just looking it up on Instagram. I'm like, wait, was this, sorry, what happened? I'm like, oh, that's so sick that they scored right at the buzzer, and then I watched the whole pack on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that this, sucks. The states got ripped up. So what's 
Why would they make that decision? That because Edmonton, or sorry, because Red Deer doesn't have video replay, they can't use it in Edmonton as well. Why be twice as wrong? Why be twice as unsure? You're asking me why a tournament named after a guy I don't know anything about that added a name of the biggest super. uh, I think is a. Important person. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie. So don't like, don't pretend that you know anything about yeah, Ivan you're Holinka. Right. You're right. So fine. Okay. And I'm sure there's going to be hockey people out there who are like, just, it's a big turn. Just so sad that I don't know who Ivan Holinka is. Sorry, I don't. Dude, it's a big um, turn. Okay. It's a big tournament. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is you're telling me a tournament. If you make the Ivan Holinka team or whatever. Yes, it's, it's great. Now, it's an you honor. Have an blah, 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 blah. extraordinarily good chance of making the World Junior. You're team. telling me. That the Ivan Holinka tournament, which randomly added the name Gretzky to it for no reason, I'm sh- might be a bit unprepared for things. You're telling me the tournament? We're just going to add. Uh, uh, we're also going to add Michael Jordan's name to this. No, and, there has um, to be a better reason. Than uh, that, LeBron Adam. James, the LeBron James, Ivan Holinka, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Steph Curry, Steph Curry shooting threes in your <laughs> eyeball arena tournament for hockey excellence. Yeah, like what? <laughs> what? Uh, you can't well, tell. Are you new? To this hockey thing? Uh, listen. When do they do anything prepared? Hockey When do they is, ever go, this could present a problem? Hockey's consistently the craziest, dumbest sport. I know that. Like, Brad Hall scored an illegal goal, but because they'd already fired off the confetti, they gave the Dallas Stars the cup anyway, yeah. despite the fact that they pulled back like 100 goals that year for foot-in-the-crease yeah. violations, and it was so embarrassing for them that they changed the rule the next year so it wasn't the same. It was... People who, I keep forgetting that it's 2018 and a lot of people listening to the show weren't even freaking born in 99. Hockey was so effing ridiculous. It was the most comparable season to last season in like the 90s, I would say was 99. Because every single goal that went in last season and in 99, I'm like, maybe they'll call it back. Yeah, maybe. Like it was weird. It was weird to get too worked up about a goal against or for. Like, positively or negatively, because you're like, ah, I might just get called back for reasons that... There were so many goals where I watched and I went, ah, I don't know. Actually, this season was worse because you just go, I don't know. It's disappointing. Whereas in 99, you could actually see the toe in the crease. Imagine there's a home run in baseball, and you don't know if it's a home run. Which does happen from time to time. James Royals. But every home run. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, every Every single home run. You're like, no, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I I just don't know. That sucks. Imagine... Uh, and I don't know if there's a comparable in basketball because basketball is pretty clear cut. There are some fouls and stuff where you're like, what the hell? But if yeah. you if you were to fire off like a, an incredible shot and every single time they're like, mm, we have to look at it. Well, that's that's the trade off. Is hockey you might get a questionable penalty call every game. Basketball, it's like every foul is pretty questionable. <laughs> every t- like I watch and I go, eh, it's probably just because I'm not like the biggest basketball fan. But then I listen to the commentators and they're all like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, every single call. <laughs> Every single call. But I feel like it should be a rule in basketball where the refs should be at least as tall as the players. Because like you, you look at these refs and they are like, okay, it sounds ridiculous, but you look at the refs and they're like five eleven, and they're and then like the players on the court are like six ten to seven something. You're ruling you out five eleven is pretty generous. How are you going to see that? You're ruling out a lot of humans if they have to be the same size as basketball. But players. you're missing a lot of calls if they're not the same size. I don't. Maybe think that's they should true. be wearing VR goggles. What is it like? That, if you're that give them a camera angle. If I'm you're kidding. an American and you're seven feet tall or taller, not you have like seven a f- foot. No, no, no. If you're an this American and you're seven oh. feet tall or taller, you have like a fifteen percent chance of playing in the NBA. 
Something that, like that. Serious? Is that serious? There's something something just along those lines. Be better. Just yeah. learn to damn dribble. I would think yeah. it'd be better than that. Like, how many seven foot people are there on Earth? Not many. Yeah. So I think it's better than fifteen percent. Check it out. I don't Check know. It, I, I don't know. It also might just be one of those internet <laughs> things I read and is totally false. <laughs> no, I don't know what to Google to find that out. <laughs> That's like. Today, yeah. there was that HF Boards rumor about uh, Andre Sequeira. I have no idea what you're talking about. I sent it in the Facebook. I'm oh, yeah. I know. I'm just being okay. a dick. No. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, let's trust HF Boards. And then, like, within the hour, the Oilers responded, like, by the way, Andre Sequeira's out six months. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, oh. Gonna, that was going to be my second topic. The first ah! <laughs> on Google <laughs> proves that Steve is incorrect and I am right. Wait, are you saying 10 to 70% of bridges in uh, America right. are not falling down? You didn't take down? a stance on this. I took a stance that you're always wrong. Oh, well, that's fair. Busting the myth that 70% of American seven-footers seven play in the NBA. Every once in a while, the article by Pablo S. Tor, Tori, that's a Tori, where Tori. he claims that there is 70% chance to make the American... To make the NBA as an American seven-footer gets posted on a default subreddit where it usually gets upvoted to the top. Right. The frustrating thing is that every time the comment section will be filled with uninformed people, he uses a made-up number to make absurd claims such as this proves that you don't need much skill for basketball, only height. Another ridiculous stuff. So when yet another one of these posts is made, yesterday I sat down and decided to do some research. I used Basketball Reference to see how many seven-footers there are in the NBA right now. The problem is that Basketball Reference used their official listed height, as we know, blah, 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 Roy Hibbert, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Tory so bases exciting. his calculation on estimate by the CDC that there are no more than 77 footers between the ages of 20 and 40 in the U.S. going by these numbers, including Aaron Gray, the chance of making the NBA as an American seven-footer would be 2.8%, not crazy 70. Yeah, but <laughs> still really high. point still. is a pretty big difference. Still yes. Learned to, still learn to dribble. Still learn to yeah. dribble. Yeah. <laughs> if you're seven-footer, still learn. Still learn. Make the, make the, yeah. Yeah. Make the effort. Yeah. Could be millions Don't of dollars. It's a good investment. Practice your footwork. Yeah, yeah. like avoid math class. <laughs> Work on your jams. Yeah, no, you should take your studies super seriously. Yeah, if you're super. a university athlete. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Actually, you yeah. probably should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. You I know should. the stereotype is oh, school's a joke. Like you know, you're just gonna play pro, but like, ah, you could no. be setting yourself up for like an, another cool career. I afterwards. would maybe probably take it seriously. Um, Andre Sakara will be out for six months. He was out for six months last year, notably as well. Played 38 games with the Edmonton Oilers. I believe he had eight points, and all of them were assists. Now, what was interesting about last year, and we talked about this on the show, was that most of the blame for the Oilers' slow start was put on Andre Sakara not playing. And I'm just wondering when they start slow this year. Are they going to blame the same person not being there? Well, no, because the uh, tweet right before the Oilers uh, talked about Sakara being out, Oscar Clefbaum is for the first time in like three years, I guess. Healthy. At 100%. Good for him. Good. Good for him. So, And somehow they managed not to trade him for less value this summer. Exactly. And no pun intended. Well, can you imagine if they traded him now? Oh. They need him now more than ever. But uh, no pun intended. Uh, there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders <laughs> with Andre Sakara out. I wonder... Um, because apparently he injured it in training. Yes. His Achilles in training. The the thing that they haven't said is when. And uh. and that could have happened at you know at any point over the summer. And talking to a source that we have, um they said you know there's a chance that the Oilers held this information for a while and oh. then the hockey boards broke it and then they had to they had to come out with it as in they were waiting. Now, 
I don't know that for sure, but it seems a little strange that this rumor pops up today. Now, that could have been someone within the Oilers' office leaking it because they, maybe they just found out about it today. Maybe it happened last week. Who knows? In which case, the Oilers still have a leaky ship because, I mean, how did hockey boards know before we did? Uh, yeah, how would you hear about like that? that I, I mean, that's someone who's a friend of a friend, but that's still a leaky ship, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's big news. Um, I do find it very, very interesting that this that this came out today. Like, why today? Well, and also the Montreal Canadiens thing where, oh. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. It is, no, it's it, it's clearly in direct response to HF boards. Which means the Oilers are reading HF boards. Well, it went viral. It went viral. Everyone, all There's nothing to talk about in hockey, and all of hockey went, what? 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 Andre Zakara's what? What? I was just thinking today, right before that happened, I never know... Like we, I mean, the Oilers are a frequent punching bag, and they got some holes. But McDavid, McDavid, man, he has another healthy year, MVP year. That would anyone be shocked if he somehow found a way to break 130 points? No, I, I, I can't wait for it. I look forward to that. I look forward to it too. I can't wait for him to just light people up, like except for the Leafs. I think but, the uh, salary cap era record was Joe Thornton with, I want to say a buck twenty. I think it was 128. Ovechkin might have beaten it once. That's amazing. Crosby might have beaten it once. It's ex- in- incredibly hard to do, and McDavid could do it in his third slash fourth full season. It's hard to count the first one because of the collarbone thing. But and he was playing with Benoit Pouliot and now Yakupov. And Yakupov, yeah, yeah. The McYakpu line. The McYakpu line, which was so good. It was a good line. It was so good. I, you know, it. Injuries are funny. I mean, obviously, it's on the team to to announce whenever they want. I wonder if they were trying to deal him. I well, no, you can't deal him if you dealt him and you didn't tell the team. First off, he'd never pass the physical. Second, um, mm. there would be. I mean, you can like, you can get penalized for that. That that's a big, yeah, he wouldn't be able to pass the physical. Yeah, so I think it's so maybe not an option. I maybe not him. They were trying to do other moves. They were trying to make another move, ah. and this affects the trade value of whatever their move was. If they were hiding it, and we don't have any confirmation that they were, but it seems yeah. a little weird that hockey boards would have it, mm-hmm. and then boom, yeah. Maybe it's the sort of thing that hurts. Would that hurt ticket sales? Like early Absolutely season ticket not. sales? No. This is Edmonton. They're hockey mad, man. Yeah. Come on. This yeah, is- wait a sec. They were selling standing room seats yeah. like, in the hallway. Oh, no. I forgot about that. And, and you know what? And Cal, All they need is really Cam Talbot to stand on his head again. Be a bit better than last year. They'll be fine. Do they They'll have make a backup goalie now? Who's their goalie? Uh, it's that guy from oh, the KHL. Koskinen. Well, you At two point, be $2.5 million for a guy they've never seen in the NHL. I don't know. Um, oh, key, a long time ago. This is There was a couple moves that happened right after we recorded the show last week that I want to talk about. Uh, the first one got no play because it comes from the team that, quote, Jesse thinks sucks. Uh, <laughs> and that is the Arizona I didn't Coyotes. Say that. Which, which move was this? Exactly. Think about it. What did the Arizona Coyotes do within the past week? Uh, the OEL extension? That was a no, while they haven't ago. done that. Hey, I don't that's think that's not been official. Signed. That's not even been signed yet. Yeah, it's been signed. Yeah. It's done. Uh, oh, um, Jacob Chikrin. No. No, Christian Dvorak. Bingo. Christian Got Dvorak it. extension. Got it. Christian Dvorak. I do remember this now. <laughs> Six-year extension. $26.7 million. It carries a $4.45 million cap hit. Now, what's interesting about this is they obviously see 
I'm done. Dvorak as a a guy that's going to really break out. Well, he had a crazy junior career with mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mitch Marner. But he has, in the last two seasons, had 33 and 37 points, respectively. I don't hate that deal. I don't hate it either. All I'm saying is... Interesting. Yeah. You're betting on him to be better. Which, if you're going to take a bet, I'd take a bet. They've got the, they have to spend some money on their own players, not on, you know, Pavel yeah. Daxut's contract. Like, they could actually, you know... Yeah, I don't even think they paid Pavel Daxu. Like, I don't think he. No, they paid him zero actual dollars. No, but and now I think we're going to get Caps fans going. Well, what the hell? Like, the Capitals are paying Tom Wilson on what they predict him to be, but I think the difference right. is Christian Wilson's a center. Well, and, he's and also two seasons. a child. Yeah, yeah. whereas Wilson is well into his NHL career, well, well into his NHL career, and Dvorak. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that. I don't like it. It's also but I don't hate Wilson, it. by the way. I just yeah. find it, I found that one funny. I was like, that is a weird, that's a weird contract. How did is you it? come to that? Well, think about it. 4.4? When, 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 um, when, Con- when Connor Brown's a 34-point guy, and he gets 2 million. Now, Christian Dvorak's a center, but is that really worth 2 million more? Tell me the difference. I Connor just, Brown's had twenty goal a 20-goal season. Christian Dvorak has not. I think you just mm-hmm. have to spend money if you're yeah. guys. Like, like, who, who are you giving <laughs> exactly. your cap space to if you're not going to just pay your own guys? That's what you have to do because you're not going to go out and sign free agents. There's n- nobody available who's coming there. Totally. And the, and the you know the obvious comparable, which I don't think is fair, is Nazem Kadri. But Nazem Kadri is on a deal that you'll never see again mm. for a guy that could. You'll never see that again. It's not going to happen. There were special circumstances surrounding that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you will see it again. It'll just take similar circumstances. Totally. Yeah. yeah. A guy that's you know had maybe it's trouble. this one. Yeah, maybe. You played for a garbage team for a couple of years and but you were I mean, projected to be really good and then you end up being really good. This is a guy that's never scored over 37 points in a year. Do you give $4.4 million in that much term to a guy? But if he ends up being like a second-line center, which I don't think would be a shock to anybody, that's a great number. Sure And is. then it's Kadri all over again. Sort of. And it, uh, and, yeah, it's different. But Did, Do we know if Dvorak played center last season? Because he's a wing, right? And a center? Don't he's left. I believe he's a center. Don't remember. Yeah, yeah. they struggled. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many minutes he spent at center. I don't even know how to look that up. I know people do. Yeah, but um, well, and a lot of times it's just listed wrong anyway. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so why why are you upset at the Tom Wilson contract, but not at this one? Because Wilson's significantly older and, and a, a winger, winger, and also okay. What is, is not two a, years is significantly older? Tom no, Wilson is twenty four. He's twenty four. That's four years, isn't it? No, no Christian Navarre is 22. He's 22. Oh, he's older than Marner? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's 2014. He's a Nylander draft. Oh, okay. So what is your argument? Well, in two years, he's... What, what's Wilson's career high again? Are we really bringing this up again? Are we really doing this <laughs> no, again? No, you brought it up. You said that this is the terrible contract. Okay, Wilson makes more. So sure, that. he makes a million dollars more. Okay. Tom and he's Wilson, won a cup. That's a lot more. Tom Wilson has played 391 career games. And he's games. won a cup. Shut up. Tom Wilson has played 391 <laughs> career games. He has 35 goals. Thank you. Christian Dvorak has 30 in 156. Yes. See, Jesse. Now, it's, it's not all it's, about goals. It's, it's, the comparison it's, is not, not there. Goals. The entire game of hockey isn't all about goals and points. And if he if he is a center, though, like a full-time center, or will That's end up steal. being a full-time center, Let's well, say, even, even, even if it's not a steal, okay. it's better than that. On a good team, $4 million for your third-line center isn't bad. Like, look at what, yeah. look at what Tyler Bozak's making with St. Louis, right? Yeah. And would you say that they overpaid for him? Uh, Maybe. Yes. How much does Bozak make yes. with St. Louis? No, Five. They, 
Five million? For the next three years. I'd say I yes, take... but they're also... Yes, but they're now the St. Louis Blues. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, look, look like, at... Do you mm-hmm. hate Tyler Bozak at five million? No. Absolutely not. I don't we love had, it, but I love their team. What do we have him at? So four I two? guess I do. We had him at four two four last two. year. What's the difference? Yeah. Eight hundred grand. Um, Daily Faceoff does have Dvorak listed as the third line center on the Coyotes. And what do Damn. you have? What do you so, have? Stepan, Stepan Galch, and, and Dvorak. Yeah. Man, and if that's not bad. If Ste- and if so, okay, Dvorak's really good. Dvorak's yeah. matchups are going to be a lot easier this year if he's the third line guy. Stepan's mm-hmm. going to have an, a bounce back year for sure. And I feel like, man, I feel like Galch is just going to break out, like. Even if Galch, you start, you have Stepan as your number one guy, right? Yeah. And then you put Galch at number two. two. Yeah. I think Galch is going to score another 30 goals this year. I'm just looking at the Coyotes. They remind me a little bit of the Sabres, which uh, usually is not a compliment, but in this rare situation, this rare summer, it is because uh, the Sabres had so much turnover. Uh, The Coyotes added, yeah, Galch is a big add. Vince Hinestrosa is a big ad. They'll add Dylan Strom, who will hopefully be a full-time NHLer and good because he killed it in the AHL. Michael Grabner was an addition. Dvorak's going to take a step. Their defense is still really good if it's um, healthy. Mm-hmm. Fancy Ranta stays a step. Yeah. I don't uh, hate the Coyotes. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. They're, they're going to be They're yeah. gonna be a good team. Yeah, they'll be decent. Um, and I uh, with when you get a... When you get... Uh, like, I mean, if you look at the back half of the year last year, yeah. like Francisco Aquilini, if you look at our last 10 <laughs> games, if you look at one-eighth of our season, we did a great job in that one-eighth. Jeremy wow. Williams is the future of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ian White will be the captain. Uh, Colin Greening. <laughs> half a point per game, Colin Greening. <laughs> no, but the uh, the Coyotes were, like, one of the top 15 best teams in the Absolutely. league in the back half. I, oh, I think it was higher the than Coyotes that. Make, yeah, yeah. Man, the Coyotes make the playoffs, too. How do they not? Let's look at the West. How, how do they not easily? It's the NHL. Okay, yeah. but it's like, too even. But but seriously, they should be in contention. They should not suck. Like, hey, there's another discussion. Who should suck? Who should suck? Yeah, who should suck? Vancouver, probably should Vancouver de- should definitely suck. So I know they're going to start hot. I'm not sold on Edmonton. I do think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm not sold. I think they got to prove it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think the Ducks are going to. Ooh, uh, they might struggle. They might struggle. I, and they now might also I don't know. Be good. <laughs> I know Kessler was online. Remember when he was like he was like chirping at Ryan Johansson for no reason? What was that on Twitter? What was I that? meant to bring that up a couple weeks ago? And he was just like, "I'll meet you in the parking lot or something." Like just randomly Ryan, tweeting it. You can't walk. Yeah, you might miss the season. You're, what are you talking you're about? You're injured. You're 34. It's the summer. Man, go do something else. Go do anything other than what you're doing. Like go. Don't be like he's so lucky. Alex Burrows was on the Canucks. Like, he is oh. so lucky. Alex Burroughs made him millions of dollars because he's so unlikable. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, seriously. Also, Kessler was a fantastic player. For oh, he was Canucks. phenomenal. Yeah. No, 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 listen. I'm not talking about his play. Yeah. But uh, is anybody like, oh, I get the warm and fuzzies when I think about Ryan Kessler? Right. <laughs> right. Like, imagine right. if Kadri were to ever leave the Leafs. You'd, ha- you'd I, have I, to hate I, him. People would be like, wait a sec. I hate Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I didn't realize... <laughs> Well, I, I can't stand Casberry Kapanen, but like just because Kadri's there, he just absorbs it all. Mm-hmm. When Marchand leaves the Bruins, <laughs> I hate David Backus or Jake Bruss. Yeah, David Backus. David Backus can't really play anymore, so he just swings elbows at people. I mean, really, he had a good playoff. Uh, mm, I thought. Well, well, sorry, he had a good. Mm, he had a good power play against the Leafs. What that one? He time. destroyed Ron Hainsey a couple times. 
Well, literally, literally just oh, that. He went after the 37-year-old man. Hey, <laughs> who the Leafs played friggin' every penalty kill. Um, anyway, long story short, who's going to suck in the West? Let's go. Who's going to suck in the West? Oh, well, have we moved away from Tom Wilson's contract is all right? Oh, did you yes. want it? No, no, Tom it's Wilson's not. contract is not all right. You argue that it's all right. You're making me argue. You're making me do arguments that I've already done. You argue that it's good. I, uh, he will prove that it's a good contract I this coming these coming seasons under the contract. Cool. And now also, the discussion's over because you're like, well, Steve, we'll find out. Also, it doesn't matter. They won the cup. You're right. That's right. You're, the goal Until is to win the when cup they don't. once. <laughs> Just one before I die. Well, they they got it. Yep. Now, yep. okay. All right. So of the non-playoff teams in the Western Conference. Mm. St. Louis, Dallas, Calgary, Edmonton, Chicago, Vancouver, Man, Arizona. Louis didn't make it. Yeah, because they tr- they finished just a um, they almost Colorado did. edge of the mount. They finished. Yeah, remember Colorado one point, the playoffs. <laughs> one point out of the playoffs, despite trading Paul Stastny. Wow. Yeah, selling at the deadline for a second straight year. Pretty amazing. Wow. Of those teams, who who will remain down? Say them again. St. Louis, Dallas, Calgary, Edmonton, Chicago, Vancouver, Arizona. I think you see LA fall. They're they're adding Kovalchuk. They added Kovalchuk and Budai. Yeah, Peter Budai. Who are combined 486 years old. (laughs) Yeah, like I've dug the LA Kings out of the side of the pyramid in Giza. They're so old. Like they are old. But they've been there and they're grizzled. Yeah. I can't believe Budai's still in the NHL. Backup goalies, man. Backup goalies. With pedigree. Wasn't Not like, good pedigree. Like, look out. Kerry Lettinen is still playing. Yep. <laughs> or was, anyway. Making five million bucks. I, I think his deal's up. Is he still a free agent? I think he is. I think he is. Yeah, I don't look good. I think sure. he's going to remain a free agent. I don't remember. Anyway. I mean, anti-ranta. Not anti-ranta. Um, Niemi was playing. The only team I'm really confident betting against is probably, <coughs> excuse me, is probably the Canucks. What has Chicago done this offseason? Nothing. Nothing. I've seen a lot of rumors. Like, I follow Blackhawk up on, on Twitter. They're great guys. It's a lot of rumors. Like, like the, the biggest rumor for Chicago this summer is Artemi Panarin would it's, consider a return. Well, so, yeah, if they sign the check. Yeah. But they have no money left for him. If it happens. Oh, I had a great time in Chicago. I won a few cups there. Well, that's great. And you won the rookie of the year. That's great. Of course he would have considered a return. How are you going to give Patrick Kane half of Patrick Kane's salary to him? I... Like, or more. The the one argument I would make for Chicago, oh, the big the big um, thing against them though, mm. is Corey Crawford is still a question mark. Oh yeah, that, that's brutal. I think them. Chicago's no. I think Chicago remains out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um. If Seabrook has a bit of a bounce back season, and Keith, I'm confident will have a bounce back season. Didn't he? We had a bit on the podcast. Didn't he have as many even strength points as Roman Polak last year? Yeah. It's unbelievable. He'll have a bounce back year. He won't I think he'll have a bounce back year. Uh, and if they do, then Chicago's got a fighting chance, but well, I, don't, I don't like so him very much, So look at some man. of these playoff teams. Nashville, Winnipeg, Vegas, Minnesota, Anaheim, San Jose, Los Angeles, Colorado. Of those teams <laughs> that I just named, I don't... Th- I, I, and, and these two teams are 101-point teams. Just behind the Leafs. <gasps> I'm not confident that Minnesota's a good team next year. I'm not confident Eric Stahl is an 80-point player anymore. Wow, yeah, I forgot about that crazy um, season he had. 
I am not confident in the Anaheim Ducks. I've already mentioned that. It's all on John Gibson. Like, it really is. And you know what? He's proven that he can. So I don't think that there's any sort of... Like, he he just signed that extension. I get that. That's cool. Uh, he'll be there for nine more years. Because uh, he's got... It doesn't kick in until after next season. But, like, no Kessler. Got good good defense core. Yep. Uh, you've got the ghost of Corey Perry. Uh, Ryan Getzlav is still a great player. Like, mm-hmm. if you can offload... If Anaheim offloads their coach... And Corey Perry's contract to Arizona because that's where it's going. Then I'm like, okay, no, and I'm turning it around. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't think he's playing in Arizona. I like because listen, listen, Arizona so here. No, it, let's. I, I like that. Let, let's revisit that. If Arizona gets better and they become this playoff contending team, and they're not playing to the, they're not spending the cap. We know that. Yeah. What? But when do they grow out of this? Like, Why would you keep doing it? Well, if you don't have Corey to pay him Perry, any money, though, like, yeah, I agree that Corey Perry's not going to Arizona because he's not so bad that he's out of the league. He's not LTIR. He's just not worth eight mil or whatever it is Seven that he's half, making. Yeah, whatever. It's a lot of money. Well, and at the time, it was worth it. I mean, uh, he, was, he was scoring fifty goals a year at a certain point, right? But in the last two seasons, Corey won, Perry won has the had heart. He's still, you know, he's still a fifty-point player. But for the last four seasons, 55, 62, 53, 49. That's not an $8 million That's not an $8 million player. player. No. And especially the last two seasons, 19 goals and 17 goals. Previous seasons, he at least had over 30. He must have had a hot second second half. Because I remember he started so slow. He had like two goals at Christmas or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Fairness to Corey Perry, who there were times where he looked like the best player in the league. The series against Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, he was like a phenomenal hockey player. Yeah. But I think there's either a steep drop-off there or there's going to be some crazy resurgence from him. I well, just don't you see... you play the style of play that he does, you're going to wear down. Yeah. Yep. And he has been playing since 05-06. Look at Kessler, too. Like, th- those are hard miles, man. That's yep. it. It's amazing that noted amazing player Jerome McGinley played for as long as he did because he played that hard miles style. What, what, hold on. Noted by who? Noted by um, NHL insider Steve Dangle. Debatable. Sportsnet NHL insider <laughs> Steve Dangle. Do you know who posted that? No, I don't. Who Do wrote you? that board? That Do you? board? No. I, I would love if to I know. If I knew what day it happened, I could tell you. Like, I don't even know where they got that picture. <laughs> like, we have pictures on file. That's not even our picture. No, that's the one on file. That is not the But they don't own that. And I told them that. (laughs) Like, I messaged them. I'm like, by the way, that's not your photo. Here's some you can use, but that's, please Mm -hmm. stop using that. I look like a child. I look like an old child. Okay, look at this. So, Corey Perry. Oh, yeah. Corey Perry. I was wrong about Corey Perry. He makes way more than I thought $8.625 million. Oh! Ryan Kessler, or sorry, Ryan Getzlaff. 8.25. 25, yeah. So, between those two last year, Steve, how many goals did they have between the two? 35. 35? The actual answer is 28. No. For $16 Between million. Dollars. Perry and Getzlaff? Or $17 million. Yeah. Combined. Do they, how many games did they play? Now, uh, so that's the interesting part. Ryan Getzlaff played 56 games, had 61 points. Now, okay. 50 assists. That's good. Okay. No, 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 no. That's real good. He had a guys, good playmaking just season. Going on, just going on. Yeah. And yeah, you know sure. what? He That will be his future. I don't think he's going to be a big goal scorer. He might be a 25, 30 goal guy, which is still big enough. Well, Joe Thornton 
like for most of his career, like he was a playmaker, but he could chip in like 25, 30 yeah. goals. And, and like <laughs> 70 became, million assists. Yeah. yeah. Now he became this thing where he's just like, all right, all I do is pass. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Well, Getzlaff's never been a big goal scorer. Yeah. Like, but never... like he's a guy that would, he could get you 25 goals. The last three yeah. years, though, yeah. 13, 15, 11. Yeah, but you don't call a 25 goal scorer a big goal scorer. Okay. A goals, he could score enough. Consistent goal sure. scorer, yeah. I guess. 13, 15, 11. I don't oh, yeah. care. I mean, like the sun is the sun is setting, setting. on those yeah. two players. Sure. sure, that's now they are still good players. Yes, we're not saying that they're not. I'm not saying that they're not. Mm-hmm. But when you have seven, you have almost the Preds' entire defensive core wrapped up in those two guys. Money wise, seventeen million for them, nineteen million for the Preds next season. Oh, you're not two guys. Two you're guys. not including Kessler. No, I'm not even including Kessler. Who had because well, he'll be LTIR, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least for this upcoming season. He yeah. has to be. So, okay, then, Adam, is this fair to say? And by the maybe way, Ryan the- Kessler, eight goals last year in 44 games. Six hey. six assists. So is this fair to say, then? Maybe the Ducks should load up. Their big boys are old. Well, they got the LTIR, right? Yeah, maybe maybe it's the... I'm just not... I'm not... I mean, they've got some really great young players. Yep. I, Cam Fowler's got to have a bounce back year. So you, um, you load up, maybe I, a little bit, and then you retool. You retool over the oh, next Oh, they're not few. a rebuild team for sure. But I just think this not, year... Not rebuild, retool. Yeah. For sure. I think maybe that's fair. The The like, West the West is... Uh, yeah, it's got the really team. good teams. It's got the dog pile. And then the only team I'm really comfortable writing off is Vancouver. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they are... They they're are losing sticky. both Sedins. I don't hate this talk. Like, I don't think we're putting enough emphasis on that. Well, it's 100 points, right? Yeah. Well, I know it's... Or even if it's like 80, it's... And it was the ghost of the Sedins. It's still, you're losing the Sedins. Fowler, Lindholm, Manson, Montour, all under the age of 26. That's a really good defensive core. And Lindholm missed significant time last year. Yeah. So he, sorry, Lindholm's the guy that needs to have a, a better year, but I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you do load up. I'm not convinced with the Ducks. There's something about them. I'm just not, not I feeling think, it. I think they are anchored by Leafs great Corbinian Holzer and Luke Shen. Who is still there. He's still there. Didn't they trade him for uh, <laughs> for uh, Peter Holland? They, or it was like a seventh pick oh, or some some dumb thing? Something He's like still that. there. They uh, put him on waivers, and a lot of people thought he was going to be bought out. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it was just regular waivers. He's still there. He's right, still let's, there. Let's move on to the East here. Yes. I, I don't think... August I, hockey. Tampa Bay, Boston, Washington, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Philly, Columbus, and New Jersey all made the playoffs this year. Damn. I don't know how any of those teams don't. But Florida but might steal a spot. Florida, Florida might Florida, steal a Florida, spot. which finished one point out, might steal a spot, especially with Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman's yeah. worth a point in the They're standings. Better than they were last year. And then it falls off a cliff. Carolina finished, I forgot, 83. It went from 96 points to like just missing the playoffs to 83. They're a strange team. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember the Leaf season wasn't fun come December because we were like, okay, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just... Do, yeah. Are we going to play Boston or not? And that was it for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah no, they were in this really strange no man's land because they couldn't really. It was it was going to be too difficult to catch anyone, yeah. and also no one was going to catch them mm-hmm. for the last two months of the season. Yeah. Oh, I think it was longer than that. Yeah, like, longer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in December. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boston, we just waited because yeah. <laughs> I can't see. I can see Buffalo making some improvements. They're not going to finish last in the in the conference again. I think they're going to be twenty no. points up. But even if they make a twenty point improvement, they're not even close to the playoffs. But yeah, no, that's a reasonable. Is that not reasonable though? though? Twenty points—that's so. good. Well, Ottawa, what were they at? Sixty-two points last year. Oh my god! Yeah, 
Ottawa with 67 points. Uh, I think they're actually going to finish lower than that. But Ottawa's one of those teams, though, that just has stupid magic. If no. Carlson stays there... No, <laughs> no like, Steve, no. How the hell did they come within one goal of the Stanley Cup final? That team wasn't far off from what it currently is. Well, what it was last year, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then they got worse and added Bodker's contract. Oh, my God. And just <laughs> for like Hoffman. Like they, got, they got an overpaid guy for a guy who's probably underpaid. Oh, boy. Oh now, I understand the circumstances, but come on. Yeah. Uh, Montreal is going to still suck, man. Yeah. They're not any better. I don't think they're going to be very good. Carl Alsner's not going to get better. Weber's not coming until December. Carey Price might stand on his head. But That's even if the biggest X factor... Carey, is there a bigger, bigger X factor in hockey? Okay, Carey Price stands right on now? his head, and he gets you 20 more points in the standings. That's 10 wins. Yeah. They are still not even close to the playoffs. That's yeah. still 91 points, and the, and the cutoff for, for playoff points last year is 97. Jersey got in, Ooh. squeaked in. There's, there, that's not enough. Ooh. So he's got to win you some big games. Detroit, they're still terrible, and we don't know what they're about. I think they might be a bit better. Rangers are retooling, obviously. I think Islanders, they'll be okay. Islanders will, I think the Islanders will crater. I think they might still be okay. They might crater also. I think they're going to crater. Yeah. Their um, goaltending situation's rough. Uh, but but at least they got character. And yeah. Carolina, I think, has to improve. But I'm still not convinced about their goaltending. And I don't think Carolina's done. Who's going to score for Carolina? Like, why? For me, Jeff Skinner's the guy I want to keep. Mm. Like, they got a bunch I'm trying of... trying to remember... Justin, can, can you bring up their cap friendly? I don't even remember who's a hurricane. Yeah. I mean, Dougie <laughs> Hamilton was a... That was great. That was a really great move. He was a good addition. They lost two good players as well. Yeah, like actually, can you bring up their daily faceoff? That might be better. Jordan Stahl, Justin Williams, Victor Rask, Tavo Teravainen. Eh, I like the Tavo Teravainen contract too. Um, like, who's gonna sc- who's gonna score for this team? Other than Sebastian Ajo. Okay, Sebastian Ajo started terrible. I know that because he was in um, Mrs. Dangle's pool. But Andrei Svechnikov, I forgot the added. Michael Furland. Boy, I really I don't like them up the middle very much. I don't Martin. Nikash? I don't know who that is. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who that is. Table Teravine, just a moment. Yeah. That's a. Victor Rask might take a step. Oh, boy. Andrei Svechnikov would have to light, light the NHL on fire, be in the Calder race. Justin Williams is a deadline buy for a team. Yeah, I think he nailed that. 36. Jordan Martinuk is a guy who Gus Katsaros is always like, I like him as a player. He could be a good deadline buy for someone. And then on defense, which is where they make their money, Jacob Slavin, Justin Falk, Calvin DeHaan, I forgot they added him, Dougie Hamilton, Hayden Fleur, Brett Petchy, I mean. Yeah. Could their be a good defense. Is, I don't know, man. Could I be just, carried by them. I think the, the East will look much like it did this year. I think it has to. I don't think it looks terribly different. Florida, to me, is the biggest X factor. Right. But, and also carry But even Florida had a good year, right? It wasn't like they had 96 points, man. They were not, they were a point out of the playoffs. They're not. I think they had 98. To, to say that, no, Florida had 96. Oh, it was 96? Okay. Um, if, to say, like Columbus and New Jersey both had 97. So if one game goes one way, and that's what it comes Are down to. you literally to, looking at a list yeah, right now? Right and now. I tried to correct you. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Who cares? Okay, sir. Uh, if, one, if one game goes one way, 
and one game goes another, then it's Florida in the playoffs. But I think those top nine, it's pretty hard to argue that that changes. In the West, I think it's a lot more wide open. Like Nashville, yeah. Winnipeg, I, who knows what Vegas really is. If you say, Dude, you know, I have no idea. If you say you know what Vegas is at this point, you're lying. You don't know what Vegas is. We don't know. We don't know. We didn't know what they were during the season. The whole season, everybody's like, who the hell knows? Dude, they were winning games with Oscar Dansk and Malcolm Subban and uh, the other guy, Maxim Lagasse. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder, on. at what point does San Jose, I still think San Jose's got to make a, a move here. Do you? I think they're real good still. I thought. Well, I do. I do think they're real good, but this might be it. They're definitely aging. They're in a similar... I'd, I'd, out of the California teams, I'd think I'd put them in the best position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're similar to the Ducks in that they got some guys who are getting older. But those and they, guys and they are got least, some good. They're they, guys they got that some are getting older. Players. The guys that are getting older for them are still very productive. Like I'd say they're on, the, they're on the tail end of prime. Sure. Yeah. Not the sun is setting. You know what I mean? Does and that make Martin any Jones. sense? And Martin Jones is Martin Jones. Martin Jones. You draft really well, typically. Uh, I wonder you if... You just got a bunch of draft picks. <laughs> if Rick Nash decides to play, San Jose can offer him all the money in the world. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play, though. You don't think so, eh? No. That's a shame about the concussions. Like, he was still a pretty effective guy. Like, looking at, you know, what Boston did to the Leafs with him on it. Part of me wishes more players would make that decision. Yeah, it's a smart move, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I get it. You know, you're an athlete, you're competitive, you want to make millions of dollars, you want to win the cup. He's never won the cup. Uh, But, dude, like, how how old is he? 34, let's say? Like, hopefully you got, like, you know, if you're lucky, you might have another 60 years left. Or your life. Come on, man. Use your head. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um. Yes? Let's talk about another GM. We've talked about John Shaker. We've talked about David Poyle. Finally. We're done talking about teams in August. Let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, I, I tried to get a guess on our, our topic, Jesse, because you contributed so much to it. <laughs> Jerk. Um... Hey, we're having Chris Johnson on next show. Let, Let me yes, just tease are. that. Yeah, that's there great. CJ. Back for a CJ episode. I um oh? before we move on from Rick. Oh Nash, did we know that our good friend Mike Stevens wrote an article today entitled Why the Leaf Should Sign Rick Nash? I read it. The There's only problem with that stupid website is how many pop ups there are. It drives me up the wall. I can barely read it. Okay, so Mike Stevens editor, writes for 9,000 websites. Uh, this is, is it the his fan-sided, fan-sided one? Oh, my God. Okay, not they just have... pop-ups, Adam. Fake ads with your face on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they've got that ad with my mom saying she's retiring. She's which, by the way, is TV. total bullshit. Um, and the same thing happened to Tanya Kim. They're doing it to a bunch of yeah. media personalities, mostly women, saying, oh, they're stepping away, they're retiring, there's this, that. And Mrs. Like, Dangle saw one that was promoted saying your mom's leaving TV. Mm-hmm. It was I a think, promoted tweet. I think they're just... <laughs> Generated by bots, and they yeah. just grab pictures and they grab words, yeah. and they just, they just generates it and throws it up. So it's totally. not really. At least it, they use a nice picture. If you see the one about usually, me, if there's ever one made about me, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I would just say it's true. Yeah, yeah, it happened. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's talk about the GM of the London Knights. Oh, so what did you think oh, yeah, of the sorry. article? The, what did I think of the article? Yeah, Leach oh, sign Rick Nash. I thought it was. I thought it was well put together. I I agree. <laughs> I I just actually. Yeah, why not? Sorry, my instinct is to say, why? Why? No. If he pushes Tyler Ennis out of the lineup and he's your fourth line guy, he's still Rick Nash. Yeah, if you're able to offer him very little, 
But is he that guy? I thought he was still like a several million dollar mm-hmm. type of player. If he's the guy. Or you he say, hey, Rick, year. you want to come play for a winner? Want to come hit, hit some dingers? Man, if Do you some can, endorsements? If you can convince him to come back for cheap. I mean, yeah, sure. Hey, if you can get this can. really good player for cheap, would you do it? Yeah. Well, of course I would. <laughs> and I don't think the Leafs actually have all that much. Like, I think before um, before LTIR, I think it's like three million bucks. Not like, Or is it three million? Once it's all said after, and... After Nylander and... Once it's all said and done, they'll be comfortable. But if yeah. they make another addition, that's when it starts to get snug. Yeah. And I keep going back to it, and yeah, it was eight years ago now, but Rick Nash was such a great two-way player for Babcock in Vancouver. He's one of my favorite players to watch when I was there, man. He was, he was I don't know. so he good. Makes, Didn't it, have to score goals. I don't great. mind it. I don't mind. If they could get him for a couple million bucks, <laughs> who cares? Well, that hey, line of his stack. That, that's with everybody, though. Yeah. If, yeah, but I mean. Hey, if they could sign Subban for a couple million dollars, like, I'll you, take would it. Would you do it? Yeah, I if, think so. If Rick Nash is a $4 million player now. Ah. No, then you don't do that. No, 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 what no, no, but if you, question? hold on, hold on. If Rick Nash is a $4 million player, you've convinced Tavares to leave a couple million bucks on the table. Couldn't you do it with Rick Nash? Hey, man. Maybe you could. Although you can't convince him to play on the fourth line, that's for sure. You might be able to. <laughs> I don't think so. I just don't think it's I think he's a better chance. Than yeah. I don't think there's a chance, but yeah, yeah. also fan-sided. What the hell, man? Can you guys just chill on the ads? Like, I know everybody's got to make money, yeah. but man. Yeah, Mike can't say it because he works there, but. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Mike knows. Chill on the pop-ups. I mean, I know you got to keep the lights How on, but chill on the videos and chill on, chill on the fake ads. Yeah. Fake. Actual fake. Uh, Rick Nash last year had 30 math points. 34. That's it's good. a middle of your lineup type of player. I like him. Yeah, of course. If you can get him at a cheap price. If you can get any player at a good price, yes, do it. Not crapping on Mike's article that I haven't read. <laughs> I'll go home and read it. And next episode, next week, we'll be like, by the way, Chris Johnson, want to talk about how Rick Nash is now a Leaf. Can let's, you imagine? Let's talk about guy who promoted himself to his own team, Mark Hunter. Oh, right. Now That's, the GM. This is something I missed. Now I the GM so of the London Knights moved the GM who is already there to the side. That guy will assist Mark. Oh, really? So he left the Leafs to be the boss. Of his own team. He wanted to be the king of his castle, and that's fine. That There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But didn't we talk about this? Rob Simpson, who is the team's general manager, will be the associate general manager. Well, and I'm sure he had that position knowing. Oh, for sure. If but, Mark ever comes back. But, okay. I... I don't understand, and maybe this is he waits for a GM to get fired, and then he's in the he's in the conversation. Maybe, but the whole narrative when he left was that oh, best damn scout in the world, and he's Lou's guy. Mm-hmm. Lou, by the way, doesn't seem to want to give up the general manager job in the island. Yep. So could, if he could have maybe stepped aside and brought Mark on, who knows? Sure. Even as an assistant GM, why not? Mm-hmm. If he's Lou's guy. But then, okay, if you're Mark Hunter, do you want to live the rest of your life comfortably and call all the shots in London, or do you want to be GM of the Islanders, GM, air quotes, of the Islanders, and still have Lou above you? I don't think GM of the Islanders was ever an option. 
I don't think it was either. No, I don't that think was, was just Lou was not yeah. giving that up. That yeah. was something that everyone just kind of said, yeah, and was yeah. never necessarily true. But everyone was talking about how the Leafs made the wrong decision. Like, what did he turn down GM jobs? Did that happen? What, did you even hear his name ever mentioned in a new GM? Who was even hired as I'm a GM this year? Trying to think. And, you know, maybe it's that there weren't a lot of openings and your Could first be. theory was right. He's, you know, going to bide his time, wait for someone to get I, fired. Which I think he will do. I think he will do that. Yeah, I don't like, think there's anything wrong with this move. I think it's just no. uh, go occupy your time while there's a job, no, while you wait for a job to open up in the NHL. Because mm-hmm. if you do sign with a team and then another GM job opens up, there's a chance that team could block you. Even though they don't do that, they could block you. Uh, They're, the only GM uh, that signed this offseason was Lou. The last. Oh, and before. the Carolina. Carolina signed. They had a GM. Waddell. No, the, Don he, Waddell. Oh, he signed yep. in May, though. Okay, well, That's, that was this, their This is before, I'm talking about after. Oh, before the decision. Before yeah, Hunter right. left. Because I remember Mike Fuda was up for that, and he was like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not doing that for 300 yeah. grand. Um, <laughs> Dubas signed on May 11th, and then after Dubas, uh, Minnesota hired Paul Fenton on the 21st, right. and then Lou signed to the island on June, June 5th. And so he's the newest that was the GM. One, huh? It might have been, yeah. been a masterstroke from Brendan Shanahan saying, okay, you can go. But July fifteenth is your date, not because for competitive reasons. It might have been the smartest thing that Brendan Shanahan did because oh, it prevented him from going to another team and working against the Leafs. I mean, maybe. No, That's not a, maybe. One hundred percent. Can you not do that though? If you're offered a promotion, like it, like if he was going from assistant GM to GM, aren't you not allowed to block that? But he oh, wasn't. Wait, the Leafs did with Dubas though. Yeah, because he was offered of course the GM they blocked job. It. Wait, what's mm. what's the July fifteenth? Well, it thing? was he would be employed by the Leafs till the fifteenth of July. Who? Uh, Mark Hunter. Mark Hunter, but okay. not working for them. As in, they're paying the check. Okay, but they're not. But he's not working for them, so it prevents him. It's a, it's basically a competition clause, right? Yeah, yeah. It prevents him from going to another team, and then basically downloaded the entire Leafs strategy. Which, mm-hmm. if if you're Brendan Shanahan, you have to do. You have to make that move. You mm-hmm. cannot not. You cannot allow a new GM and all the strategies you've developed over three or four years to just be exposed like that. And right before the draft, exactly. Mm, you can't well, have that. It's kind of ruthless, but you're right. And then Hunter it's didn't. It's not ruthless at all. Sports business, ruthless, man. Yeah, exactly. No, and then Hunter didn't end up going anywhere, anyways. I just find it weird, man. I just find it weird that, like, okay, and maybe I'm. What? What? You're the assistant general manager of the Leafs. You didn't get the position. You could have stayed on. Like. I think he wants to be the king of the castle. And he can be king of this castle. It is his castle. And he learned a lot with the Leafs. And mm-hmm. if a job opening comes up, he can take it. But I I, I do think he wants to be king of the castle. I don't think he wants to... Oh, he's made I, that clear. I That's mean, if you sure. want to be an NHL GM, you probably... like, And you're his age. You probably don't want to be Kyle Dubas's second in command. Because mm. ideally, Dubas is going to be there for a long time. You know what I mean? But would Ideally. It, now, my, my, I guess my thought here was that sometimes it makes sense to bide your time in the show. Yeah, but he's got, he's got the name and he's and got the, the resume. Okay. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone no in the NHL is going to frown on him for doing this. Um, I, I saw an interesting I wasn't thing. talking about frowning. I'm just talking about like out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no. He's mm. People know the London Knights. Okay. And people got to scout the London Knights. One Speaking of the London Knights, one thing I think it was Jeff Merrick said that I saw, isn't Brady Kachuk not going back to university? 
I think yeah, he's signing. His, his new his three options to play, he can play in the OHL, AHL, or NHL next season. And Jeff Merrick he said, what about the anymore. London Knights? Yeah. I don't know if they hold his rights. I assume they do. And I mean, there's always implied shenaniganery when it comes to sure. the London Knights. I, I think that's where he plays next season. Doesn't really make sense for him to play with Ottawa, does it? No, I wouldn't want him there. No. I also don't think... I'm still confused as what Ottawa's doing. Remember when Eric Carlson got traded? Uh, you <laughs> Are you surprised that you're confused at what Ottawa was doing? No, but like, okay, so what if you call up Brady Kachuk, uh, you know, he makes the team and he's great, and you do, you, you show, look, hey, here's the beginning of the future. Don't do that. In Ottawa here. Send him to the do O, you o maybe so you try can't to call use him. him? Send him to the O so you cannot call him up. Don't give Eugene that button. Don't give him that button. Have you ever, like, I don't buy, buttons. I don't buy chocolate chip cookies. Because if they're in the house, I'm eating them. If Eugene Melnick says to Pierre Dorian... Eugene, the chocolate chip cookie that is Brady Chichuk, give him a season away from this shit show. If he says, this kid's making my team, he makes the team. He's try the to, Try to get him down there before that. Uh, Jeff Merrick did say that Kachuk is most likely to... He's snooping around and hears that Kachuk will spend next season with the Knights. Good. I think that makes a lot that of sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. I wonder Under if... Under the guidance of Mark Hunter, yeah. as we come full circle. Oh, heavens. Thank goodness something is finally going right for the London Knights. <laughs> hey, how about this? Guy Boucher is the coach of the Sens, and Mark Hunter is the next GM. Oh, oh. Well, that's what I was just going to say, probably. That it's not even some... Pierre Dorian's fault. But no. I bet that that San Jose trade did not make him look good, and even though, even if that wasn't his fault. Poor guy. Like, I feel bad for him. Like that's that's what a like, month he had like, a he had a month. It's like Peter Horchak. Like, <laughs> what do you what do you want me to do, guys? What do you want me to <laughs> what do? What am I even supposed to do? I knew things were going bad when like he went on this crazy losing streak when he became the Leafs coach, and then his first win, they had this. Um, they gave him the game puck, didn't they? No, they they had this like army colored jersey, this camo jersey that they gave out for like team MVP or whatever, and they gave it to him, which was cute. But you don't want to be cute. You want to be competitive, <laughs> and they yeah. were cute. Dylan Larkin signed his contract literally the day after we talked about what Dylan Larkin might make. Less than twenty four hours, and some people said it was high. Every contract, every contract you see, everyone is like, "Well, it's high, it's high, it's yeah, a lot of money." Exactly. Uh, we should be rooting for these players, by the way, to make lots of money because they're the non millionaires in this equation. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like we should be rooting for the for the little guy here, and the NHL player in this situation is sort of the little guy. E, wow, well, um, even, even signing bonuses, man. But six point one, I like that number. Pretty reasonable. I like it. Very reasonable, especially again center. Uh huh. Right? Um, probably the next captain. Yeah, I don't hate that number at all. Don't hate that number at all. And re- remember, we were talking about who makes more, Larkin or Nylander. And I said, well, they're probably not going to be that far apart. That's good news. How does this affect the Leafs? Glad you asked. Did they purposely give Larkin $17,000 more than Henrik Zetterberg? Is that what they did? (laughs) Is that that on purpose? I don't know how they came to that. (laughs) That's very confusing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is pretty weird. I don't know, but I like that number. Okay. Are they sending a sign that, hey, this is your team now? You make more now. Yeah, but then why 17? 
Don't make it obvious. <laughs> you can't make it $1. You can't prices right this. You got to make it like 17 G's randomly. You got to make it like a really nice used car every year. I just think hell? I just think Mr. Holland is telling the uh telling Larkin something. I don't know, he's telling Hank something. He's telling Mr. Zetterberg. The Maybe. Zets. I think he's just telling Larkin, hey, you're $17,000 more important to us well, right now. Uh, I, I, we, we got a couple messages going, well, that raises <laughs> Nylander's number. I actually don't know that it what? does. No. I think it actually depresses Nylander's number. Or, well, it, it, I wouldn't say it depresses it, but it definitely doesn't raise it. Because I think, okay, now, people are going to be mad because William Nylander has two 61-point years in a row, and I get that. Dylan Larkin had a 35, and then he jumped to a 63. Not a center. Not a center. Plays with Austin Matthews, and it matter. It's center not, matters so much, and and it that is so much. That's not to denigrate William Nylander, but if you're arguing in a contract situation and you got to you got to pull every point out of it, you can. You'd say, listen, I mean, if Willie was playing center, would he be getting sixty one points? Is the important question here? Like, I think he might be a more Why? valuable player. Sure, but the mm. point I'm trying to make here is in negotiations, you might say. Well, Willie. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. We I think you're a six million dollar guy. Is the important question not why is William Nylander not a center? Matthews Tavares Kadri. Not not an important question anymore. Yeah, like he's not non factor. This, this was my uh, thing several episodes ago. Is like not only is he not a center, he's not going to be one. When? When's he going to be one? Okay. If in William, the next seven years, when's he going to be if one? If William Nylander is your fourth line center, is your, t- is your team not better? This is not going to happen. No. You, why not? You, you can't give him the minutes. It'd be cool to see Babcock like, just toy with teams like in the playoffs. Like, ah, guess what? I'm just going to do this for fun. Kind of funny. Ah, that'd be fun. But I just don't see it. Happening. Yeah, I think no? I think you're more likely to see Patrick Marlowe center the center the fourth line. Honestly, mm. um, it, <laughs> I'm so, and it, that's no, not, I know, I know. Like, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, like I I I think if you're going to let's say you've had a um, uh, this, this is Babcock's dream. He wants as many centers as possible. I think William Nylander will because remember he took a lot of faceoffs last year. I think mm-hmm. they're going to do that that side to side thing. Basically, basically all the Leafs take faceoffs now. Yeah, Hyman took a significant number of but face-offs. He, he took face-offs and was effective, and and there was a strategy mm-hmm. to that. Matthews played, took him on his strong, yep. and then William took him on, on his strong arm. And it worked really, really well. So to say William Nylander's not a center, to 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 debate myself on this one, mm-hmm. is sort of center. a lie. Because <laughs> yeah. he is a center. He is. He's well, an yeah, NHL center. it's not centerman. all about face-offs, no, right? it's not. Like, Matthews was the center on that line. He just didn't always take face-offs. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Weird thing to say, I guess. Uh, but I think that this Dylan Larkin contract, if you're a Leafs fan, you should be ecstatic. And you should be ecstatic about the Pasternak deal last summer. You it, should be ecstatic about the Larkin deal. this Because Leafs fans should be excited. I would have argued that they had to pay Dylan Larkin more because they have less depth. And that often happens, right? Where you got mm-hmm. you don't have all these great yeah, players. Yeah. You, you got gotta one, pay, You got to pay your guy. Yeah, yeah. They paid yeah. their guy. Well, and now, let's say the Red Wings, you know, I mean, they're not good. But they shed and... Oh you no, know, they're going to keep re-signing Mike Green until he's 45. One-year deal, honestly, three million bucks. And Zadina ends up being real good, and they start this youth movement, and now the guy in charge makes 6.1 whatever. I think that's a good It's a good place to start. Larkin Zadina is going to be sick. The, like, the great thing is, in the NHL, like the way it's heading, even the bad teams are fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when they weren't? <laughs> Remember yeah. when we watched one? 
for actively a, de- a decade. Basically, for a decade? were you yeah. guys on the side? Back to Nylander, were you guys on the side of giving him a bridge deal? No. You want one hundred percent? No. Uh, oh, it's a long term right now. I'd like it to be long term. Give it. Ideally, give it, what is he? Twenty two now. Yeah. So you, yes. So he, the deal expires when he hits thirty. Oh, you want eight years? I want eight years. I want him for eight years, and if that means paying him a little bit more now, great. Because the percentage of cap that he will eat up by the seventh and eighth year when he's in his prime will be way less. Imagine the NHL salary cap. Well, it'll be through his prime, yeah. Sure, but yeah. the NHL salary cap will be if it jumps million? two, three million bucks a year by Maybe then ninety. That's more. conservative. What if it, we're going to hit ninety million grow? in the next three years, guys? I expect what if it, it to go down grow? if there's a lockout. Though. Yeah. So. Yeah, they won't be that stupid. They're bringing in a team. They can't do. They cannot have a lockout this time. I know we joke about it. You're bringing in a team in Seattle. You Ooh. cannot, cannot, cannot have a lockout. Uh, Steve's on the complete other side. Steve's preparing his job at the zoo. I we still got to set up our zoo tour, <laughs> which I always say that you can't have a lockout. You can't. You're gonna cover the KHL this time. Like, what are you gonna do? Uh, just the Aussie League, I think. Okay. Why okay. not? Yeah, AHL. Yeah. 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 That'd Mel- actually be Melbourne fun. Mustangs. Oh, let's do some British hockey too. I, we hear from British hockey fans. Well, we won't have yet. that opportunity according to you because there's well, not going to be a lockout. I'm going to cover every Generals Pete's game. Okay. Imagine, okay, Liam you're kind of on the side of a lockout is happening for a little bit. Okay, maybe for a couple, like you're not missing a season. You're not even missing half a season. I think there will be some labor strife. Maybe you miss a couple games. Honestly, guys, honestly, you can't, if you're Gary Bettman and you're on a roll, you got five million, 500 million bucks just in a fee from Vegas. You're going to get 650 minute, a million from Seattle. You're probably going to try to milk more out of Kansas City um, if you want a team back or in someone. Quebec. Yeah. I mean, like, like Quebec is a... Cha- Jeremy Jacobs wasn't wrong when he said Quebec is a very challenged market in terms of... Jeremy Jacobs. So well, he's up. not wrong, though. He's not <laughs> wrong. You got to find, find a team like the Jets... Where they've got a backer who's like the tenth richest man in the world. Yeah, and yeah. He's, um, just, he's just like I. I just really like hockey. Like the yeah. Thompson, yeah. The, the the Thompson family out of Toronto backs the Jets. Mm-hmm. They are. I'm not even kidding you. Among the richest twenty families in the world. They don't oh, care right. if they lose money. They, which they probably lose a bit in Winnipeg. They don't. It doesn't matter. It oh, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I always wondered. I'm like, yeah. So th- they still get fifteen thousand a game. How's that I think working? they're well. I think they're also their ticket sales are higher, and I actually think they made a profit this year. But for the first oh, wow. few years, they definitely didn't. And there's equalization well, that's payments. How it works, yeah, there's equalization payments and all that stuff too. But the the fact of the matter is, if you're Gary Bettman, you're making huge money for the owners. You're making huge money for the and in fact, it's it's good for the play. It's good for you as Gary Bettman to say, listen, we don't have a lockout this time, guys. Cap's going up. Everyone should be relatively happy. They, yeah. When they come to the table this time, because the cap is going you know? up now, the players hate the escrow. I get that. Yeah. But is that a deal? Is that is that a deal breaker? Is that what you go? Is that what you yeah. lock a team out for? Yeah. Or players out for? There's no still going to be arguments. Um, there might be some tense moments, but hopefully it doesn't actually come to that. The guaranteed contracts thing terrifies me because if the NHL really digs in on that, forget it. Yeah, forget the it will never that up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why they would do that. I do. They're Sick of wasting money. I think what I think what the NHL should do. I think the the compromise there is you allow one total buyout a season per team. No penalty. No penalty. Pay the player. Player. Pay, and then maybe the player gets two thirds of their salary. So pay the player. Or you do, but one it doesn't count against the cap. Buyout. Hey, new. It's a new CBA. Everyone gets a compliance buyout if you want to use it. No, no, and it's tradable. A season. A season. 
No, you can't do per season. Favors the rich teams. I'm all about it. Yeah, no. They would never. They would Honestly, never. I think they should move to a model, a luxury tax model. I, I keep saying that. It makes the rich teams spend more, and that money goes to equalization payments for the poor teams. It's working in the NBA, besides the fact that the NBA is way more culturally relevant, and they have a sick TV deal that they'll never get again. What about this? You get a compliance buyout, but you have to give up one of your first-round picks over the next three years. Ooh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, no, but give up your first-round pick to who? You, you just forfeit you it. You don't. It, so they'll be so the sixteenth so pick. By the <laughs> but then all the picks are moving up. So then, if you have a second round pick, that's like it's first. It's a first. It's, this has happened. That'd like, be kind of fun. Teams have forfeited picks before. Yeah, but not to the extent where hey, ten teams give up, and then all of a sudden the second round pick that's a first second. It would be sort of hilarious. Ottawa would be pick. the first team. <laughs> Work with me, man. It's a silly sport. They got to be thinking about I'm it. Not yeah. playing video game rules here. Hockey is just <laughs> video game rules. Mm-hmm. Where half the time a decision gets made and you're like, oh, stupid game glitched. Did you remember last season when an expansion team was in the finals? Yeah, I know. I'm telling <laughs> they were you. three wins away from the championship? I, I, I would love to see a financial model that proves me wrong on this one, but economically, it just makes a lot of sense to move to a luxury tax model where there is a hard cap, but it is like, like if the Raptors, who, which who have spent into the luxury tax, mm-hmm. it's every dollar you spend in the luxury tax, aren't you paying $2 to the league? Yeah, but you don't pay the first time you go into the luxury tax. So it's, you only pay when you're a repeat offender. Okay, so, so you, you can, can go you in can for one. dump salary the next time so you don't repeat into See, the luxury tax. See, I think that's, that's dumb. You should have to pay right away. Ah, so that way it works in the NBA. So yeah, the NBA is more popular. They're doing well. Money. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, uh, but I feel like that 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 sets it up. And in the NBA, I mean, they'd be right to do this. Where teams like just load up on guys for one year. Um, and the NHL is too conservative for that. Although I love what the NBA is doing with they it. Also I think just you, don't make enough money. I think maybe it's a penalty. Like the first year in the luxury tax, it's every dollar you spend. If I'm paying Steve five million dollars and I'm in the luxury tax, I I have to give the league five million dollars. And then the next year, I'm paying Steve five million dollars. I'm in the luxury tax and I have to give the league ten million dollars. I like making five million dollars. I like the scenario. I don't know. Anyway, I like this thing that you just brought up. I just don't see. I don't. I'm I'm I'm, I'm coming around on the lockout. I don't know what issues other than guaranteed contracts would Olympics. cause a lockout. Olympics? Olympics. Yeah. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't lock out because of that though. You would yeah, not- you wouldn't lock out, but it'll be content- a point in contention between the players and the point of contention. Uh, but like, you're gonna have that. Yeah, you yeah, will yeah, have that like, for sure. And they, are, by the way, the NHL is going to the Olympics, so it's a non-point, right? Like, it's a not, they want not for to. you. Mm. Like, the NHL wants to be in China. The players want to be in China. Mm. I don't see the, I don't see the rub there. No, no, but going forward after, just China. guaranteed. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. What's the argument there? Um, video replay, but even that would only last for what would it be? One more Olympic. Right, because Why? you because if the CBA is eight years, let's say, oh. then you get China, yeah, yeah. and then what's I don't even know what the next one is. Japan, want to say uh, it's Japan? Yeah, because they spend the next three in Asia, I believe. I think, and then after that, I don't Who think knows, yeah. they have it booked. Have it booked. <laughs> I would like Calgary. to book one Olympics, please. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? They, they go back to Europe. I don't know. Adam. Mm-hmm. You were on Sportsnet 590 The Fan in the morning. No, we're not there yet. Why are we there yet? Because we're, talk- <laughs> right, we're talking about Max Pacioretty oh, and the are? golf tournament that he's having that no one's going to. Except uh, that they are. They are. Yes. Believe everything that the Montreal Canadiens Twitter account says. So Raph Doucette, who uh, works at 919 Sports, uh, and he's an analyst of the uh, Laval Rocket, 
he said, can confirm so far Jeff Molson, Mark Bergevin, and Claude Julien don't plan to attend Pacioretty's golf tournament, which apparently he does every year, and it's a char- charity, of course. Now, do they usually attend the golf tournament? I would assume so. Because, like, my everyone's instinct was to be like, oh, screw those guys for not supporting their captain, but, like, I don't know, were, like, Dubas and Babcock and all of them... Like at Hyman's the, tournament were or Marner's it, tournament? It was just players at, or at uh, the um, just players. Pacioretty's golf tournament is a big deal in Montreal. Yeah, it's oh, huge. Last it's, time, okay. We're talking about on Tim Sin today. Last time on uh, TVR, they had a four box of just everything going on. In the they golf broadcast tournament. it. They, they filmed oh, it wow. like it was the damn U.S. Open. And wow. they had boxes fall around Man. the guys and they had Come all back. the media coverage. Different world. It's the biggest Different thing world. going on in the summer. Different world. So if, this is a huge deal. Wow. Okay, so I didn't know it was that big. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's what's so funny about Canada, right? Like, <laughs> French Canada. Just, it is just, you can no be Canada like French Canada. You can be a music star in Quebec. Oh, yeah. And, and, that's it. and no one in any other province knows who you are. They're, Maybe New Brunswick. Their DJs, like their radio DJs, are so, like, they're superstars. Like, it mobbed in Montreal and Quebec City. Just, and you're syndicated on like 20 different stations. <laughs> it's, isn't that it's fun, insane. though? It's amazing. It's Good fun. for them. I'm happy for we them. We got this one little place where, ah, it's just nuts. So the Canadians, so it's a big deal Canadians tweeted in French that Jeff Molson, Mark Bergevin, and Claude Julien will be there. Is this an example of Twitter the Good? I don't know. I mean, is it good? Does, does Mac, if you're Max Pacioretty <laughs> and you hate Mark Bergevin right now, do you want him there? Well, is no, he, no, is no, I don't good? think it has anything to do with Max. It's those three guys now going, ah, the heat's kind of on us. We should, or maybe they were undecided, and then they saw this happen, and they're like, oh, friggin', well, I, I guess we got to go. Or maybe they had decided, they just didn't publicly announce it, because why would they? Yeah. And now that it now that it broke, it's almost exactly like the Oilers thing. Yeah. Or it's similar to the but Oilers it, thing, I suppose. Isn't it funny? Like, that was a non-issue for any of the golf tournaments for for, uh, for Leafs players. Non-issue. If well, Babcock's it, not there, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's because of the perceived tension be- between Max Pacioretty and management. And, and the big deal of a tournament. And the big deal of the tournament. But that, that perceived tension, if that isn't there and they don't come, that's, no, that's not even a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not something we talk about. Four years ago, but, that would have been a huge issue in Leafland. Like, oh, so-and-so didn't go to FNUF's tournament? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's because they're losing. It's because there's there's tension. Wow. And wow. I, I, that's a total non-issue otherwise. And it's August. And it's August. True. Now, the Canadians obviously tweeted that they, those guys were coming, and then Raf, I think unfairly, got okay. took a bunch of shit because he said, listen, so far they haven't confirmed that they're coming. That's all he said. Yeah. Wh- okay, what was the original tweet? The original tweet, and I'm going to bring it up again, is can confirm so far... Jeff Molson, Mark Bergevin, and Claude Julien don't plan on attending Pacioretty's golf tournament. And he did put so far. Let's, yeah, no, that's just a fact. And you can say maybe there's a little stank on the fact, like maybe there's a little implication there. Yeah. But the way you took it is not his problem. He could have said, and this All could be... All those words are true. It could be an English-French thing, too. I don't know. I don't know how well his, uh, uh, how good his English is, uh, but he, he does most of his tweeting and broadcasting in French. Doesn't mean... No, I don't. Okay. He could be completely bilingual and get this, but he said don't plan to attend, he maybe could have been a more neutral, haven't confirmed their attendance. Ah, uh, I but see But the stank comes from don't plan to attend. That implies intent, right? Right. Or I, lack of intent. I just want to show you this, guys, this picture of Max. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Max Pacioretty. <laughs> Jesse just pulled his computer away so fast. You did, that, you did that like I was a dog and you were holding a burger. <laughs> That's <laughs> essentially what this is. <laughs> okay. How to control Steve Dangle, the dog. It's a good point. No, um, this is Max Pacioretty standing at a podium at his golf tournament uh, in 2017. And this is the media that showed up. Wow. Oh, my God. The microphone. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I count ten microphones. And that's probably not even all of them. Oh, God. Okay, CTV, CBC News, just regular CBC next TSN to CBC Radio, News. TSN Radio. Global, Global, I think. RDS. RDS Sportsnet. Yeah. And then there's a couple... Mics you can't see. There might be more. Yeah, there's we definitely more we can't see. Up. I've just seen two or three that we could see. Are there two RDS mics? Is that what I just saw? Might, one might be a TSN and an RDS. Could be TSN oh. radio too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's a huge deal. Plenty wow. of media will be there. See how it goes. Anyway, Raf tweeted yesterday, and this is translated through Google Translate, so I'm going to... This this probably means different a little bit in French, but it said, my tweet yesterday made a lot of jazzy. <laughs> I'm assuming that means noise. Yeah. My tweet yesterday made a lot of jazzy. Much more than I thought. That's 24 funny. hours later, the Canadians calmed the game by confirming the presence of Molson, Bergevin, and Julian at the Pacioretty tournament. Simple chance? Come on. Okay, so maybe it's... He said, but you can criticize me. It's a part of the game. Hi, smiley face. They just... Okay, I, now, I don't know if you can criticize him. Like, no, but we've also like, who does he work for? Because we've talked about how the Montreal radio is a little bit tabloid. Nine one nine sport. I don't think that's the same one as the other one where um, Mario Tremblay. Yeah, I'm not sure. If Mario, Tr- I, who does he work for? Mario Tremblay Radio. Hang on. And uh, the George LaRock thing. Were those two different things? Uh, made it, uh, Mario it's Tremblay. Season. <laughs> we had a crazy season. I think is it one zero two one. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Mm. Montreal radio in general is wild. Wild. Yeah, great way of putting it, Adam. Just a, it's just a, it's, it's just a unchecked, crazy, I wish I'd paid more attention, attention in French class because if I could understand, all, you could make a website translating the crazy ass French interviews that happen that never make it over to the English mainstream. You seriously could. There's so many. There's so many. Like, remember what Hope Smoke did on Twitter? He would take all the interviews from all the Hope sports. Hope Smoke. Remember him? Yeah. And yeah. and he would take all the interviews and like and quote them all, which sometimes was bad because some stuff was taken out of context. But most or of the just time didn't was, read well. You yeah, know? but it was really like it was quite interesting to watch. He was a great follow. I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, I think uh, I, I'm not sure either. Yeah, he might have just got tired of doing it. Um, but if you could do that, like, here's, here's a sports angle for you. We get asked this all the time. Do that. Oh my God. Translate so- the interviews because what that one George LaRock interview and that one Mario Trombley interview, even those, which were, if you said that on English radio in this country and you're one of those guys, former GM, former player, explosive news, not even explosive news, just an explosive dialogue and discourse, but it, it somehow gets lost. It's for some reason nobody stepped into that void and said, I can bridge the gap between French and English here. Here's the interview in French. Here's the interview in English. I'm surprised there isn't more um, in that regard in the blogosphere for like Swedish. Yeah. So Russian. many of them are bilingual. See, there's fewer bilingual Russians though. Yeah, it's tougher. Right? Like, like English is, I mean, most, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's high. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in Russia, it's a little bit different. French, you're right, though. Like, there, there are 
hundreds of thousands of bilingual or French-speaking Canadians. Mm-hmm. Bilingual French, English, whatever, however you say it. Um, yeah, why why aren't there more? I, I don't get it. Just to give you an idea, I paid a guy through Andrew Berkshire, who's a really nice guy. Uh, I won't name him, but I paid a guy to translate the George LaRock interview and the Mario Chambly interview. Wow. Like, I paid him for this show for prep, because it's worth his time. I hope it wasn't much, because I asked my cousin to do it, and she did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it was only, like, a piece. Like, he translated oh, okay. it word for word, interviewer. Like, he did a, an amazing... Well, and his mm-hmm. first language is French, right? Yes. So my cousin's is not... I don't know. She was raised with both both French and English, so I don't know how, what you would call that. Anyway, it was worth it yeah. to con- contextualize things. The point is, there's a market there. Yeah. It's... And I've said it again, or well, I've said it a thousand times... Sports science, I every time someone gets injured, write about that injury. I want to know more about it. Why did Steven Samkos heal up like a damn alien when he broke his leg? Mm-hmm. Andre Sakara, right now, you, you could have one of the biggest, it's August, dude. You could have one of the biggest articles going, just writing about that particular injury. And what that takes. How it would affect the normal person. Past injuries to NHL players, you could relate it to Eric Carlson. Uh, come on. There's, there's so many possibilities, and I still haven't really seen anyone do it. There's the occasional one-off. There was a really good one a few years ago about, like, let, let's all stop glorifying Patrice Bergeron for his 2013 Stanley Cup final run. Like, he could have died. Like, remember when he was playing with a punctured lung? Yeah. And 19 other injuries? Yeah, there was a really good one. It's once in a blue moon, but, like, every injury, I want to see it. I think I think that's such a dicey area. If you're like, hey, yeah. here's this injury, it requires this type of treatment, and then the player's going out and playing, they're not receiving that, and then the team's responding to all of these these people just reacting to this article. Which is oh, a good thing. this article said this. Let me let me go ask the team about yeah. this. And then the team's coming back and be like, okay, this nuisance of a site is always getting us in trouble because they're like, hey, the medical says you should do this. And then That's, the NHL won't want anything to do with this person who's writing all these articles. So I think if you're so, in that situation, now, yeah, you, no, but those are things you, sh- you should Well, consider. you don't want to work in the NHL at that point. You want to work in the media. Well, you're going to sure. want to be, you're right, you're right. No, no, no. But you bring, if your you game bring is something... always, let's just be controversial and get these teams in trouble. Of course. Well, no, that shouldn't be the angle. It should just be like, what's it? Why? He's bringing up a really good point. No, the the idea is, here's how long, like, you'd have to be very general because the medical community is, like, if you think hockey Twitter's divided, (laughs) read a medical journal. Yeah. Uh, They they don't agree on anything. But the, what you want to do if you're going to do that, your angle should be, um, it shouldn't be criticizing the way a team treats a player. Because uh-huh. you don't know unless the parti- it's blatant. Well, yeah, and you don't know the particulars of the injury. You don't know the particulars of the player and how they take care of themselves. And you don't know you don't know any of that. But what you could say is like, remember when Eric Carlson had his um, Achilles sliced? Yep. You sure. could say this is how long it takes a normal person to recover from this industry in, uh, injury. And, and then you can do a bunch of videos on here's what he's going to have to do. And remember, he was sliced like a certain. Sorry, this is gross, but he was sliced a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. And like, if it was a lesser percentage. Here's the. It was like a month difference in recovery, but if it was more, if it was like a full cut, like you might never play again. There yeah. was some of that stuff too. So if you're making that site, so you can say, here's some education on on what it takes a normal person to do this, and realizing that athletes are kind of freakish anyway, and they're going to heal up faster most mm-hmm. of the time. Like even when we looked up when David Clarkson was out because he had bursitis, and we're like, what the hell is bursitis? And we looked at that that episode, and it is disgusting what bursitis is. But to be able to say, okay, oh, well yeah. here's. 
if you had like a tutorial video, like, well, here's how you treat bursitis, and here's here's what it will take, and here's why it's recurring, or here's why it's not, and and like that kind of stuff, I think would be very interesting. But if your job, if you're going out there to try to call on NHL teams on the way they treat players, I mean, you have no insight, so it would be impossible mm-hmm. for you to do you that. Got to do it properly. I think, I think it'd be difficult for a medical student to pull off. I think you could pull it off. You need to make sure you're right. Well, it's a doctor. So you're not accusing, sure. like you just said. Yeah. But there's something there in this idea. Just, I just, think, sure. and just say here's what time. here's here are some general facts about it. It doesn't have to yeah. be specific. Just say when a normal cur- person, and this is not a normal injury, uh, when a normal person cuts their Achilles, here's what it here's what it does to your foot. It controls your entire foot. You can't move it up. You can't move it down because yeah. your Achilles is all based on that. Here's what it is. Here's what the normal recovery time, and here's the rehab that you have to do. That's it. That's interesting. That's all it needs to be. And I'm sure you, with more knowledge than me, would know how to make that interesting. Absolutely. I just think you you open yourself up to so many people being like, hey, you got this injury wrong. They came up. There's so many assholes out there. I just think it's such... It's 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 a what, though? In anything. Yeah, yeah. But like, I I just feel like... You can literally have a blog called Have a Good Day. Yeah. (laughs) And people would hate it. My day was fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How so, dare you tell me how to have a day? That's what you with would your get. good day privilege. Like frig off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I think so too. I also think, I came up with it. That's why I think it's great. Um, have you seen this clip? Yes, I have. That's okay, why when I pointed at it, I was like, okay, that's not interesting. Um, shall we do the press conference? I guess we should save that for the press the conference. Okay, Diggle fine. That'll be the first question. <laughs> Adam, how was your time on the Fan 590 hosting the morning show, filling in for Elliot Price? The great Elliot Price. It was good. And do we also good. talk about when you were on with Bennis? No, we haven't talked about any of that. No. We'll talk about all of it. Well, I, was, I filled in for um, uh, uh, JD, JD Bunkus. And it was funny because I went for beers with Ben and JD before I filled in and before JD went on vacation. You know, it's, as I said to you after the first two shows that Steve and I did, um, it's not as easy as you think. And that was one of the first things our, our program director, Dave, said was like, listen, everybody in their car thinks they can do what you do. So you are going to be wrong. They are going to disagree. Forget about it. Like, just just do you, be you, and go out there and, and, and do your best. And, and so, um, you know, when in the summertime, obviously a lot of people taking vacations That's why these opportunities are, are there. Um, that's the only reason they let me on the radio. <laughs> I mean, it's truly, I imagine mean, how many people were on vacation the week they let me on. You were fine. Then there were only a couple when Adam. Anyway, gone. so they, um, so I filled in with Ben and it was interesting with Ben because, you know, we were talking about the, um. The Mike, do you remember the the Mike uh, Mike and Mad Dog documentary, the uh, Thirty for Thirty? Yes, that everyone tells me I need to watch. You need to watch that. It. So they talk about the power chair, the A chair, who's yeah. the A chair, and how who who controls the show exactly, and, and how that was always a bone of contention between Mike and Mad Dog. Most popular show in sports radio blown up because they couldn't figure out who the damn A chair was. Which is stupid. And on this show, by the way, if anyone's confused, you're the A chair. Yes. That doesn't make you the star. It just makes you the A-chair. It makes you the guy that drives the conversation. And you need one, and that's what I do. You steer the car. You make sure we don't hit the guardrail. So I was B-chair with uh, with Ben. And I think it was really great because I knew I'd have to be A-chair the next week on the morning show. And I was terrified of that because I hadn't done it in sports radio other than a podcast, which is different. And 
kind of watching Ben and seeing how he does things, it was like, oh, okay, that makes lo- okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so I learned a lot from him, and then uh, and then you know the next uh, the next week was on that the morning show with uh, Greg Brady and Hugh Burrell, and Greg for the first two shows, thank God, took the A chair because. When you're, it's hard to explain, but when you're in the eight chair, it's like driving for the first time, right? You just don't know what you're doing. Everything is uncomfortable. Everything. Well, and if you're off, the whole show's off. Totally, because you you can kind of you are the one that hits the timing marks. You're the one who comes in, comes out, does the teases, does all that stuff. So I I kind of warmed up to the show, and I can't I have to tell you I can't remember the first two days I was on the air with them. I don't remember <laughs> a single thing we talked about. Uh, and then by the third day, once I started doing the eight chair stuff, which is what I'm more comfortable with. It started to get to be really fun, and they were they were great guys. So I had a blast, and I, I mean I don't really have much to say other than uh, Donovan Ben is a guy that you should follow on Twitter uh, if you don't already. That guy came on and killed it. We were, we talked almost no hockey. It was like like well, there's no hockey exactly. Right so now, you're going and you were to, a big golf week. Yeah, so like huge. just just the way I sort of was like Adam, what do you think when it came to baseball when we were on? <laughs> like, what what did you do when it came to? Well, golf? it's it's it was good because Tiger made a run, as Jesse knows. Yep. And, you know, Jesse, who's on a multi-sport show, um, like, it's it's great when Tiger does that because then all of a sudden the, the conversation is always about Tiger. Like, Brooks Kepka won the uh, won the PGA Championship. Who? Exactly. The guy that lost by one stroke is the guy we're all talking about, which is Tiger Woods. And is he back? Is he not back? Is it, uh, you know, is, is, you know, which is he been two strokes? Two strokes. What's that? Two strokes. Oh, two strokes. Okay. Which, is he back, is a discussion we've had for like five years? Yeah. No. <laughs> but now it's like, actually, he's back. Yeah. And, um, you know, how many how many more years can he get out of his 42-year-old body? Isn't it incredible that Tiger Woods finished two strokes back? He's 42 years old. This other guy's 28 in the prime of his life. And what's interesting, too, is that, like, you have to remember that all those guys that that are playing or are in their prime right now were huge Tiger fans growing up. So they replicated the way he eats. The way he trains, except for Tiger used to do Navy SEAL training, which is stupid, and I think it probably ended up injuring him more than it helped him. Um, and so they eat well, they train well. Before Tiger, it was like you went and you had a couple whiskeys after your round was done, you smoked some cigarettes. There's still guys like that. Yeah. 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 Not as many, but there are still guys like that. So it's it was you know fascinating talking about that stuff, and thank God uh, Greg and Hugh were so easy to get along with. Because that's the thing, you step into someone else's show, it's their show. Like, this is our show. We can do, we can all kind of, if I go off the rails, you go off the rails, Jesse goes off the rails, it's like, ah, we're all there with you because we're on the show together. This is our show. We created it. Yeah. When it's someone else's show, it's kind of like staying over at someone else's house. Mm, You're you're afraid to go into the fridge for for Mm. a beer because you just don't know if that's okay, if they're going to find that weird or not. And you're not just staying for one night, you're staying for, for like a week. Mm. You're like, and so you You don't don't want to get off to the. Yeah. And the first day is fine. Everybody's respectful. But by day three or four, are they? Are you starting to get on their nerves? And that's what I was starting to think about. Hopefully, I didn't. Enjoyed the hell of it. They were so much fun. Um, and it, I have to say this: production staff, the guys that are running the show behind the scene, and usually really? they're behind the glass. Ryan Fabro, Mike Sesney, uh, th- those guys are like. Oh it's so it's my so God. cool that you're working with Fabro because um, when I was an intern, he just ran the bullpen. Like he was the guy that kept everything loose, and and like he's he's what I remember. Like one of the big biggest guys I remember, mm-hmm. like as an intern. And now he's doing the morning show. I think he was doing like 
I don't know. He wasn't doing the morning show when I was an intern. He's, he's worked his way up significantly. Yeah. I also want to show Ryan, you're working with Ryan Mann as well. Ryan Mann, who is, um, there's, I don't know if you've, how much time you've, you've gotten up early to, you probably don't get up very early. So when you're listening, no. <laughs> no. So if you're listening to that show, you got to be up before 9 a.m. But there's a guy. I did hear you one day. They do a, they, they do, there's a guy there who literally sits and nails, nails you if you screw up with sound, sound bites. And you look at his screen. And they're just, it's a bunch of touch, it's a touch screen, and he's got, his name's Ron, got a bunch of um, Sound, keys. Soundboard clips? Yeah. yeah. And he has like 80 of them, and he knows where all of them are, <laughs> and he would like, it, it, there was moments where I'd be screwing up, and then it would it'd be like Donald Trump going, wrong! Or like, <laughs> like, and he just, he would get you so good sometimes. Anyway, it's a great show, it was a lot of fun to be a part of, completely different from anything I've ever done in my entire career, and I really appreciated how... Uh, easy going they were all about it they were all like very helpful like Fabro the first day I did 8 chair every break he came in he's like okay here's your in like you're yep. going into this and then here's your out this is what we're teasing next yeah, alright here's your in here's your out <laughs> and he's like super chill about it done and it was great so much fun so yeah I don't know what, what I can tell you about the experience other than whenever you're sitting in your car thinking that it's easy thinking that you could do it you probably could but it's going to take years and years of training to do it like and the depth of knowledge that someone like Greg Brady has is unbelievable. You can you can throw anything at him. You can throw music at him. You can throw sports at him. You can throw any movies at him. Mm-hmm. He he is like one of those photographic memories. He remembers everything. And with all due respect to Greg, uh, you know, okay, when I went to Regina for the World Juniors, I wasn't like, oh my god, like Nazem Kadri, Alex Petrangelo. I was like, holy crap, that's John Lou. <laughs> from TSN that's John yeah. Lou from TSN and Hugh Burrell is one of those guys for me because he's been on TV forever and he's the man he's also like, yeah that's Hugh Burrell anyway that's the answer to that question I'm going to be filling in for Ben Ennis with JD sometime next week and then there might be some stuff I don't worst know. retirement ever I know right <laughs> but most beautiful summer I'm like no get me back into a studio please yeah no windows <laughs> get me in there uh, Jesse other questions from the Reddit page uh, I'm trying to think there's nothing else we missed that you guys did. Like we talked about when you guys did the fan. Blue Room's done. Yeah, I'm excited. So you're doing a stream tomorrow? Um, My plan is to do a live stream sometime around 8.30 Eastern. Around 8.30 Eastern. I'm not going to promise that hard. Uh, Tomorrow we're putting in the baseboard. Everything's on the wall. It's all done. Mm -hmm. Just need baseboard because I know I'm going to get tripped. Also, it'll just look so much better. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm really happy with how it's turned out. I'm excited. How it's turned up. Cool. Um, do you want to get to actual questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Sorry, I was like, oh, are we done? Chav25 has our most upvoted question this week. It's who gets their first career fight? Matthews, Nylander, or Marner? Ooh. Who gets into a fight first? That's a great question. That is a really good question. See, Matthews never gets phased by anything. Like, have you ever seen him get angry once? Other than he gets the fired Babcock. up at Babcock and the ref that one time, he yeah, gets fired time. up. Um, so I know he's got that switch. Um, guys have tried him a couple times. I remember Luke Shen in his rookie year, and Matthews just kind of went sort of like that. Matthews, I think, would have the most confidence to start a fight in terms of he's the biggest guy of the three. But I think it might be Marner. I, I think it might be Marner because... 120 pounds. Yeah, Mitch but somebody Marner. could hold him by his like entire body with their hand. But like even Gretzky <laughs> got into a stupid fight. 
Like Gretzky got into a fight with like a heavyweight enforcer. We were talking about it before the show. Remember when Connor McDavid and Junior broke his hand? Yeah. On yeah. in his draft year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, he was fight? taking on like a guy of comparable size and he just accidentally punched the boards. Yeah. What just oh. the worst luck ever. Yeah. Um, but I could see Marner being like, all right, you know what? This guy is not that much bigger than me, and mm. I'm sick of his shit, and I gotta stick up for myself. And you know what? We're losing this game and it's gonna be funny. Okay. He'll throw a few punches. You know what? I hung out with Matt Martin. He taught me a couple things. He throws some punches. There, there comes a time in a superstar's career where they just go, okay, this is, I'm picking my spot. Right I have now. to do this. Yeah. This yeah. is Crosby's this is my been help. in like five or six fights. Yep. Yep. He, like, his, wasn't his first one like Alex Goligoski or something like that? Because he was just like, this is the one. I'm ah! not, but I'm not surprised with Crosby because, like, if there's a hair out of place, he's upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Crosby yeah, gets upset, just, and especially yeah. early on in his career, yeah. he's chilled out a little bit. I can't imagine Nylander getting into a fight. No. Nah. I don't think he cares. He just doesn't even... I like, think like, he cares, he just... No, no, like, do you think not William Nylander ex- really cares to get into a fight? I, I don't mean he doesn't care about what's on the ice. Of course he, get, he does. I think Matthews is a lot more excitable than Nylander, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Matthews is not that excitable. And Marner's probably the most excitable, like you said. Yeah, but I just don't... I think size, man. Maybe. I just don't yeah. think you pick that if you're Marner. So who are you picking? Who gets in their first Ooh, fight first? I gotta go with Matthews, yeah. Steve? You know. I, say, I say Marner. All right, okay. Um, Maurice94, and I think we should shut this down because I think we're all on the same page as this. His question was, should fans respect the arena name change and cease calling it ACC? And I think that's such a ridiculous thing. Why are you respecting are, the other sponsor? Just, are you loyal to the Air Canada? Exactly. It's Scotiabank Arena. Get over People it. People are like, oh, I'm so upside. It's like member berries. It's like all the member berry stuff again. It's like, remember the ACC? Oh, I remember. <laughs> 10 years of fucking terrible hockey. And yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't know, man. What like, are we like, remembering? It, Why are we just giving another sponsor the I name? remember when it was the Canada Post building where there are actual letters, okay? So that's what was the Canada what? Post that was what it was. It was a Canada Post. That building has been there for like a hundred years, and they renovated. Oh, you it. mean I the Union know. Station? No, no, that's the ACC. The ACC is on top. Of, well, it was kind of like no, no, no it's in, attached to. There yeah, but a, it, it's a brand new building. No, it's not. The facade on it. The facade is a brand new building. It's not. <laughs> We're gonna argue this to death, dude. It's not. No, the, but it's the actually Canada not. Post part was part of Union. No, it's not. It's it's actually not. It was connected underneath the train tracks uh-huh. because the the letters would come off the train and they would go into the building. Yeah, but, the yeah. U- but Union is on one side of the tracks, Canada Post building on the other. Oh, okay. So Seriously, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just not counting. Yeah, yeah the, the train track part is so kind they, of what I'm counting as Union. Okay. But it's not. So they took an enormous warehouse and yeah, they turned yeah. it into a, a hockey yeah. arena. I am loyal to that. Toronto's architectural <laughs> gems, the Postal Delivery Building, now the ACC. Yeah. No. Incorrect. Now the Scotiabank Arena. Or the, ah, <laughs> the Scotch. Well, and it's not, it's it's a little bit different from like even the Sky Dome turning into the Rogers Center. Yeah, because the Sky Dome was a name. Well, no, but there was also There's some no sort of sponsorship there. involved. No, that was the Jumbotron. Jumbotron oh, was, that was a sponsorship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and also Sky people dome, yeah. called it the Dome. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of worked well, it its way sense. into like because uh, it was slang the, almost. The Skydome like, was supposed to be a brand in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? And that was before that was kind of in the days before corporate sponsorship. It was also a us. vote, was it not? Was it? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty, I think it was a vote on a bunch of lists of names, and the Skydome was one of them. That makes sense. So that's yeah. different. But like, no, oh, I'm gonna miss Air Canada. I'm gonna miss the Quicken Loans Arena. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just. I'll call it the ACC accidentally for probably the next three or four years, 
but it's not because I'm like, gosh darn it, <laughs> screw you, Scotiabank, taking away the one thing I love. Yeah, I, I think. No. Uh, I think when they start calling it the Maple Leaf Farms. Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> or something like that. Like if you if you have a team sponsored name, that would piss me off. Like the, the Leafs should like sponsor like the new Seattle Arena, <laughs> the Toronto Maple the Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, home of the Seattle whatever's Boston, the Toronto Dominion Garden in Boston, the TD Bank. But I bet you there's a lot of Bruins fans who don't even consider like they just call it the TD Bank. But it's Tor- Toronto Dominion they, Bank. They don't call it Toronto. Hey, let's go to a game at the Toronto Dominion. Bank. No one calls it Toronto Dominion. No. So the woman who won the contest to name the Skydome the Skydome. Oh, this is great. Received a free pair of tickets to every event that was ever held in the Skydome for the rest of her life. But what, did that change when it got to Rogers Center? <laughs> I don't. I didn't read I the whole she article. The damn tickets. Here, but it starts with she had front row seats to the Rolling Stones, Bashery Boys, Elton John, Justin Bieber, the Jays World Series triumphs, and a few Grey Cops, Justin, all free of charge. Justin Bieber has to because the Rogers Center was Rogers Center. Yeah. When, Oh, so yeah, this yeah, is yeah. still going, so apparently. Over. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Think of all the amazing shit you would have seen. Uh, wow. Over, that's you like seen over 100 Gs. Much. Yeah, she got for free. <laughs> that's Wow. That's a decent deal, man. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, I'll always take actual money, but that's not a bad runner-up. Kelly Watson is her name. She's received two free tickets to every event that will ever be held there in her lifetime, there being the... I hope she was like in her mid thirties. That means that she's got like a solid forty she years looks, of that. She life. looks young Good in the photo. Her. Good for her. Yeah, That's I hope awesome. she's still going. Wow. And you know what? It, it's funny. The they've called oh, it yeah, the Rogers Center for years, but the seats up in the five hundred levels still say Skydome. Oh, did they, well because they're not going to replace them. Come on now. Yeah, maybe one day. But no, come no. on now. <laughs> so anyway, well, and um, they're all blue and Rogers. No, the answer is no. It's a corporate sponsor, guys. You should be fucking jacked that that yeah, Scotiabank paid eight hundred million dollars over the next twenty years, which, by the way, is a worldwide record, not ever been yeah. done before. And Tavares, like Tavares's entire seven-year contract, is like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, that will pay for Tavares, Nylander, Marner, Matthews. And it's half of the pay rest for of the, the team. Toronto Maple Leafs for well forty million a year. Yeah, it's, it's going to pay for a lot, a lot, a lot. Several seasons of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and I do know from a source that there are some cool things that Scotia Bank has planned along with this partnership. Yeah, so they're not, not just, just slapping their name on the building. It's not yeah, this is not just going to be a name. There are renovations underway. The screen's getting bigger. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the, yeah. the outside one? Yeah. yeah. They're oh! putting in a new one. But there's I also... didn't know that was a thing that needed to be done. But it does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. A bigger screen. Down at the Skosh. Uh, uh, the Skosh. <laughs> I don't the know what bank. the name's going to be. The bank. The vault. The, the shah. Vault. <laughs> the <laughs> there's only one place to go. You know what, what is it now? The SBA? The shah. The SBA, Scotiabank... Scotiabank Arena? Yeah, Scotiabank. SBA. Down That's, at the SBA. We're not. I don't think it it's doesn't fun work. To it doesn't play at the SBA. SBA. No. No, it doesn't Boys, work. Boys, SPA Day? SPA Day. Yo, it's our SPA Day. Yo, I love that. Nah. I don't. I love that. It's amazing. All right, SPA Day. SPA Day? Yo, we should make a t-shirt. SPA Day? Um, <laughs> Seriously. No. Come on. No, no. it's not. That's um, not. People would buy that. Are tell, you, I know, but I don't want to be the one who put it in the world. Tweet in and tell tell them that you would buy that. Tell <laughs> Steve and Jesse you would buy that. Are you gonna still call it the Rico? 
Because it, it is now Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Arena? A Coca-Cola Coliseum? Yes. Yes. Oh. I'm going to call it I the Coke. No, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, gonna no, go, I'm, I'm gonna loyal go. to Rico <laughs> and the things that they sell. What is Rico? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a company? Uh, yeah, no, it totally is. I don't know what kind what, of I wonder what the original, it was like the Toronto Exhibition Arena or something no dumb idea. like that. I Absolutely no idea. They used to hoard, ho- hold horse shows. It's a Just Energy power play. <laughs> Just Energy, I know, is probably an energy company. Ah. Rico is a Japanese multinational imaging and electronics company. Why would they buy the sponsorship? It didn't they do them any good. Because like when you Google Rico, the first thing that comes up is Rico Coliseum. So got them some name recognition. Still, that, I, that <laughs> but that doesn't tell me anything about them. It's, anytime I saw their logo, I just went, ah, ah, you're the Marley's people. <laughs> You're the Marley. Yeah. Marley, and also the horse show people. So their revenue was uh, two trillion yen. I don't know how. Oh, much. they're a big company. Two trillion yen is. Uh, <laughs> Isn't although, that like five dollars? Yeah, 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 like a hundred yen. I think is, that's a little. I, don't know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware, Jesse. You see, hyperbole is often used. And I'd like anyway. to know what the Coca-Cola number was. I'm sure it was pretty significant. To rename Rico Coca-Cola. You're still renaming a building in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You really ask. And and to get a guy, like, <laughs> really it almost makes the Marley's good, look good, too, because Coca-Cola is a pretty big company. <laughs> like, that's a big deal. That you're my, I know what you're going the, for. The AHL team is going Coca-Cola. Like, that is, that's a More big recognizable. deal. What number is that? 804 oh, million? 804 billion? That's eight hundred and four billion. Yes. So Rico's net income was eight hundred and four billion. No, that's, I don't think no, so. I converted sixty-eight billion yen to Canadian Wasn't dollars. Wasn't it sixty-eight million? Oh, eight hundred four billion. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, wait, what? Net in- is it net income or They're net no, value? No, paid eight hundred and four billion to name no. Rico. <laughs> wait, what? He's talking about the company's net income. Oh, <laughs> Rico's net income. <laughs> Did you seriously think I thought? Yeah, I'm dumb. Paid? Sorry. Rico's net income was 68 billion yen. The revenue was two trillion yen. Wait a second. Why would their Why would their <laughs> revenue? Is that net revenue? Did you add? No, it's just revenue. No. Nah. No way. The revenue. I'm reading. What's their fucking net? <laughs> no. What's that's, their net that revenue? Their, their revenue is worth more than for the company? year ended. March 31st, 2018, revenue is 2 trillion yen. Their net income, year ended March 31st, 2018, is 68 billion yen. I don't know what any of these numbers mean. 68 billion yen. I am simply reading Wikipedia. I think you (laughs) converted it wrong. I didn't convert anything. I'm reading this. That's, yes, but then, okay. Did you copy this? Yes, and then I type- I already don't care. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I, I don't care. Why are we talking about this? This is dumb. Next Everyone question. Tweet us Everybody turn off the podcast. I will not read it. Which okay. Oilers year is closer to the reality of the team? Ooh. 2016-17 or 17-18? This is from House MD. Oh, 16-17. 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Come on. They're not, like, they are not a bad team. You can't tell me that, like, do they, they have-, have Connor McDavid, man. Yeah, you, no. And Leon Dreisaitl and and Ryan Strobe. 
Uh, no, I think when Cam Talbot was so poor, yeah, man, last like, year, and he was so good. Oscar Kleffbaum's been hurt for three years. Come on, I'm gonna go with they're closer to 16, 17. Yeah, there's. I think they're a second round playoff team. Yeah. They're fun Even to pick on. Sold. Their manage their management is definitely fun to pick on. Um, but Connor McDavid, dude. Mm-hmm. Now, if they you were to ask me to handicap their chances of screwing it up, I would say the chances are very good. Oh well, yeah. And I mean, if they suffer another injury on defense on top of Sakara, I mean, they're already in tough. You get another one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, bud. Yep. yep. But if Puliyarv takes a step, which I would bet he would, if Keller Yamamoto makes the team full-time and he's good, that definitely solves a big problem for the Oilers, and they just win every game 8-7. Yeah, Kyler Yamamoto is a guy that that could be your Eberle replacement eventually. I mean, that should have been the guy you got for Everly. Yeah, <laughs> but, but... But yeah, I get you. Yeah, that could be the guy that make If he can get 50 points, then you're fine. Well, that'd be great. That would be great. Who else we got? Jesse? That's the final question. Oh, okay, final question. Cool. All right, well, that's it for us. CJ. Christopher L. Johnston. I have no idea what his middle name is. Yeah. And we have guests lined up. We'll start doing guests. That's me being lazy, guys. It's Amadeus. Christopher Amadeus Johnston. I agree. You man. No, it is. I'm not making up. the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake The Steve Dangle Podcast Brought to you by Panago Pizza Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness